0: What's up everybody? You're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller. And now you know Wrestling Cheers Worldwide.
1: Taking your way in the world today takes everything you
2: got. Taking a break from all your worries sure so would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away?
3: Sometimes you wanna go. That troubles are all the same You want to go where Everybody knows your name You want to go where You can see that troubles are And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially there's your boy. And we are brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and NEO Sports Insider's Wrestling Cheers, where we review shows, preview shows, and sometimes we even have interviews all based upon the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. Please head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or Spotify, or Podbean, .podbean WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com, and rate, review. You and subscribe to us. You can find us on all your social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have a merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Head on over there and get yourself some merch for us. Get some t shirts or some take top, all that kind of fun stuff. And if you forget these links instead of coming back here, you know they're in the podcast notes in the description for the episode. And if you You are listening on, I know at least, iTunes or Podbean. They're hyperlinked, so you click on them and go right to it. Anyway, we have to go over the preview for this Friday. This is your your second episode of the week. Episodes of Wrestling Cheers in one week, and this one, this one's pretty special. We have the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, the JLIT 2018, Friday and Saturday, May 25th, 7.30 bell time for both shows, both also, obviously, at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland. Ohio. This is a 24-man tournament. A 24-person tournament. We do have interspeech inside this uh, particular event. So, go over really quick on all the entrants that are going to be in this. I have entrant number one, Negrela. Entrant number two, Little Guido. Entrant number three, Malcolm Jacob Friedman. Entrant number four, Jody Fleisch. Entrant number five, All Ego and Pay. Entrant number six, The Bad Boy, Joey Janella. Entrant number seven, Dominic Garini. Number eight, Frank Flynn. Entrant number nine, Gringo Loco. Entrant number ten, Louis Entrant number 11, Matthew Just. Entrant 12, Filthy Tom Lawler. Entrant number 13, Tim Dons. 14, AJ Gray. Entrant number 15, Colin Delaney. Entrant number 16, Josh Prohibition. Entrant number 17, Space Monkey. Entrant number 18, Cheech. Entrant number 19, Magnum's K. Entrant number 20, Laredo Kid. Entrant number 21, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Entrant number 22, Andrew Everett. Entrant number 23, Swaggle. And Entrant number 24, Marty Ginetti. Now, the original Entrant number 22 was Facade, but he was offered some sort of international tour once again so he was granted to bow out and andrew was the one to take plays. and there's also a night two matchup for the absolute title nick gage versus Cole cabana now here are your matchups for night one andrew everett versus jody fleisch magnum ck versus Swaggle, cheech versus colin delaney tim donce versus gangrel gringo loco versus laredo kid marty janetti versus the bad boy joey Janella, aj gray versus hot sauce tracy williams josh prohibition versus little guido all Ego Ethan Page versus Math You just Filthy Sam Waller versus Frankie Flynn Lewis Linden versus I've never noticed this on the particular graphic that I have I I gotta double check if if this has been fixed but the graphic is Lewis Linden versus Dominic Greene but it's (laughs) it's written out Lewis Linden versus Frankie Flynn MJF versus Space Monkey and that is it and the the brackets are in these thirds and this is how the episode's going to go is the first third I'm going to join by Frankie Flynn second third I'm going to be joined by by Malcolm. I don't know why I about said that, but Magnum CK and the third third of the bracket. I will be joined by Dominic Garini, and uh, pretty sure we're going to throw in that day two match inside of that one, and it's going to work somewhat perfectly. In the first third, Frankie Flynn is in it, so he'll be talking about his match. In the second third, Magnum CK is in it, so he'll be talking about his match. Dominic Guarini, though, he is in the first third, so we will sprinkle a little bit about his match into his third. So, uh, going to be a long episode, so strap in. Have some fun because we have a very long night ahead or at least the evening afternoon whatever if you're listening to us on the way to our lady of mount carmel great Jaylit weekend is upon us so you've already heard if you haven't already also too like i said i released two episodes this week the first episode is of the chandler biggins memorial tag team tournament and you know what we're gonna go to the weird world which weird body evan adams was on that episode but they recently released a promo talking about the opponents so hey let's uh let's uh let's Hear what they had to say, and then after that, we'll be back with Frankie Flynn.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. Using dedication, confidence, and respect, you have used great judgment in listening to Wrestling Cheers.
0: Here we are, weird body. We're here. We're here, but you know what's about to be going down. Everyone's talking about it all around town. That's right. It's j But we're not worried about j No, dude, we're not singles competitors. We got a little something for you people because we're a tag team, and we got a little bit of a tag team tourney going down Saturday, May 26, 3 p.m., Our Lady Mount Carmel. And we got a little presentation to give to you. Spare no expense on this. We're going to bring somebody over here.
1: <gasps> Close and
0: ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause. Friend of Eddie Kingston, Pete.
1: <gasps> oh,
0: that's yeah. right. Here we are. This is my friend Pete. It's the Biggins Cup, ladies and gentlemen. The Biggins Cup. Now, if we can just
1: move it on along here. Who do we got in the Biggins Cup? Okay, we have Party Never Ends. And, and, and with Party Never Ends, that's Big Twan Tucker. That's Party Parker. Pierce and, and they actually have one victory over the weird world one Not victory about that no 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 they caught us by surprise there um so so uh we don't know who we're facing yet but we really hope it is Twan and, and uh Party Parker Pierce uh because we want that win back we, we want that win back that win back and one more little thing about parties this thing's happening Saturday afternoon yeah you know what that
0: means I'm not going to be able to go as hard at the after-parties and the after-afters and the after-after-after parties of Friday night. And that's making me real mad! On to the next team! Oh oh my gosh. Duke Duke Money. money. That's right. Mance Warner and Jacques Sampson. And right there, that's the Duke. Now, you guys have been running around bedeviling the AIW faithful for a while now but on top of being a better tag team than you and taking you pillar to post left and right balls to the wall, I got these top secret documents right here. I'm talking
2: tax plans, tax
0: returns. I'm talking birth certificates. That's right. Someone from this team making a lot of towns over there in Canada. And you know what?
1: Jacques
0: or Jacques. What? I think you're more worried about getting back into the US than you are getting out of it. That's,
1: it. I said it, Duke Money, on to the next one. Oh no. Oh, oh PME, huh. Philly, uh, Marino, Experience. I mean, there are friends, there are buddies, even compatriots, I would Good say. Um, but uh, as they learned at, 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 at you know, uh, Ain't Nothing But A Gangster Party, uh, or 420, bro. Uh, they, when you get in the weird world's way, uh, you get rolled over. Um, so if they get our way again uh, during this tournament, we're going to have to roll Sorry, them over. bro. You know, Philly, you no know hard feelings about that uh, acoustic guitar? I don't know. It kind of felt pretty hard
0: to you, but, you know, whatever. Water under the bridge. Am I right? <laughs> On to the next one. No consequences. That's right. They got two teams this year. We got no consequences with Gary the King baller, Fallen, and Joshua Bishop. Joshua Bishop, you and me, we've had some run-ins before, and, uh, you know, I thought the most devilish evil thing that ever happened to me in this business was when Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham poisoned one of my Bud Lights and gave me botulistic, freaking strep throat. But, no! Just the other, uh, week in another company, different territory, Joshua Bishop, you tried to give me shingles. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. I am Beautiful skin, head to toe, all good, all day, worldwide. On to the next one.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, another. Oh. We got some consequences there here. There are some consequences <laughs> here. Hi, Chase. Yeah, dude. We got Chase, uh, uh, what is his Oliver, name? Oliver? Well, Oliver? Oliver, yeah. Chase Oliver. Oliver. And we got gonna Trey, twist him Trey right LaMario up. over here. Um... So, uh, with them, really, they're young, uh, they're dumb, and they just run their mouths. Um, Really, uh, no consequences don't make no sense. Uh, Chase has learned that he's been injured uh, with his high-risk antics. Um, And and Trey, uh, yeah, he kicked out MM3, so, like... uh, There are some consequences. There are definitely some consequences. There are
0: 110% some consequences. Uh, On to the next one. The production. And the team that they fielded. Because they got Magnum CK and Frankie Flynn in that J-lit. Well, we got Dan Danhausen. Dan Dan Whozen. Uh, yeah. The name doesn't ah. matter. He's their nah. new mime. The new mime. <laughs> Say hi to the new mime. Same as the old mime? Is that how the song goes? I don't know. Uh, and then we got Eddie Only, speaking of the songs, yeah, there's roadie. He looks pretty cool. He does some cool shit, but... They come up against us. It's gonna be flattened out. One, two, three, baby, all day. Who
1: else we got? Yeah. Oh, oh the carnies. Listen, this one's listen. A doozy. <laughs> the carnies. The, the, like, no, they're, they're wrestlers who 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 dress up as carnies. I I was a carny. I know what it takes. Uh, uh, to. Work the midway. I know what it takes. Work the um, marks. Yeah, dude. Uh, and that's what these two are, really, to me. They, they, they've appropriated carnival culture to suit their own needs and sell it to wrestling fans. And, and that's disgusting to me. Um. So if we run into them during the Biggins Cup, uh, I'm going to show them how I really, really feel about that. And finally... You
0: know, I spared no expense, ladies and gentlemen, on this presentation. Uh, hired a graphic designer and everything. And uh, this is the artist. This is the uh, artist rendering of uh, what the finish of this whole thing is going to be. There we are, Weird World
1: winners. They're a very big fan of me. Uh, <laughs> well, you're no slouch. I ain't hey, man, but yeah, fans everywhere. Here's the thing.
0: Saturday afternoon when we. Uh, Take that, their cup, I'm going to pour several beers into it, slam them. I mean hell, if if we get a tag team title opportunity out of this, that's amazing. (laughs) But truth told, I might not fucking survive the after partying after we win this boy, because I'm going to be all (laughs) pent up from Friday night. And we're going to take it worldwide.
1: (laughs) We're body. Weird world.
0: What's up, everybody? This is excellence personified, Brian Carson, and you are listening to the most excellent podcast in the world of professional wrestling, indie wrestling, any kind of wrestling. Doesn't matter. Wrestling cheers, baby.
3: We're back on the podcast, part one of three of the Jayla preview. So we're going to be talking about the first part of the bracket uh the first third and we are joined by someone who is actually in this bracket it is none other than the prince of broadway the leader of the production the leading man no, I'm thinking that might be wrong, <clears throat> but we have Frankie Flynn. Uh, it's the, the new, new lead. lead. Yeah, that's right. And there's also the Bard. The Bard, yeah. We we have the soundbite, so I was in my head playing it, and I knew there was something about a lead. And then right after I said it and you were about to talk, I'm like, the new lead. I heard it, like, perfectly from the soundbite. So, how's it going, Frankie?
4: Uh, it's going great, actually, you know. Uh, it's training. My match was announced yesterday. It's real nice, you know. People uh, telling me
3: that I'm gonna die, but uh, they said that when I faced Kingston, so. I'm still here. I mean, people said that when you went against PB, too. Very true. Very true. And you're obviously still standing. Yeah. So, we have the four matches of your bracket. We have uh, Guido and JPro, Hot Sauce and AJ Gray, Dominic Greeny and Lewis Linden, and then, of course, yourself versus Filthy Tom Waller. Now, we'll save the best for last. We'll save your match for last because, actually, it is the fourth in the bracket, so it does make sense if we just go right down the line. But Guido and Jpro this this I think is gonna be a very interesting match especially with you know two vets veterans of wrestling and then of course you know guido has been a staple lately of the jayla tournament
4: very true i like this is gonna be a great match i'm looking forward to watching it uh if i had to choose who is gonna win i'm probably thinking old man josh is going over but uh i I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be a great
3: match (laughs) i feel like guido doesn't really uh disappoint at these weekends. I mean he's not gonna be your your high flyer. He's not gonna be your uh, guy doing oppressive stuff, but I don't know, this every year it's when you see Guido, it's like okay, we got Guido and J Pro too. Um it's definitely gonna be a brawl. When it
4: comes oh, to yeah. these two. Uh, I mean, like what Guido like, said, he's not really a high flyer. There's a reason that he's a Sicilian shooter. You know, that's really what he sticks with. He sticks with brawling,
3: getting him on the mat, and wrestling him. Then I think that the only question is that the after party of that night is who's going to drink more, Guido or J-Pro? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's the tough one. I'd say... Guido wins that one. Yeah, Guido just seems to be that grizzled vet of that kind of stuff. I I like almost a lot of every time I've seen him, this dude's had a drink in his hand. And I think especially with this weekend, a two-day weekend, I mean, every day is two-day weekend, but, you know, two-day weekend event and uh, three shows, uh, especially there being uh, tailgating uh, part of day two that I I believe is going to be starting at noon. So Guido is no stranger of showing up to tailgating. So, yeah, he... it's gonna be a fun, fun weekend for Guido. Yeah, definitely. Should be a fun weekend for everyone. I mean, these weekends are always just so much fun. I feel like. The j weekend has turned into a WrestleMania weekend, even though it's not the big event of the year for AIW. I mean, that's obviously absolution, but all the fun and everything, like people getting hotel rooms, whether they live close by or whether they're you know coming in for the show, it's just truly a different experience. And in the past, this will be the second year in a row we've had someone officially get together tailgating and turn that into something. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And of course, too, especially not being a school day, I've been told we're allowed to show up whenever we want to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So for the the Saturday, for the Saturday show. Yes. Yes. Friday is still, it's a school day. Show up at five o'clock. No earlier, but Saturday is a open day. I mean, granted, I don't think people are going to be like camping out, showing up at like six in the morning, but I think around 10, 11, uh, you could possibly see people starting to show up, maybe starting, starting their own tailgating. I know the official tailgate guys are talking about noon. So I don't know whether it's, they're getting there at noon or they want food to be ready at noon. So we'll, we'll definitely see, but it's, such a such a fun weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. And two before I forget, I mean, before you actually get to your magic, this is your this is your first official JLIT tournament. You that's you know, correct. Yeah, I've this is uh, will be my
4: fourth year. Uh, I debuted at J-Lit, uh weekend, uh, but I
3: have never been in an actual JLIT tournament because you had. I mean, you won the Back to the Future Cup. You debuted. Yes. I think that was the year before that The year before that I debuted uh, at
4: a GNO show. That's right. Uh, Then after that, won the Back to the Future Cup. Uh, the year after that I returned uh, after being out for eight months and now this year is uh, the first official JLIT tournament that I'm a part
3: of it was such a thing that I've I've said about the return that I loved I never even got to officially tell you on the show but it was the fact that you know you you hit PB with the trophy at the back of the F- future cup and then as a part of day two you come out sporting a different look like if you if someone was going from DVD to DVD this would make sense and a, in a Much bigger picture, but actually seeing it from one show and then a couple hours later another show, to me that was like I it's I've always loved some of the when you see someone do some of the small things in wrestling, and that was one of the things like oh he's showing us a different side, he's doing his personality, so he's looking different, and we're only talking about a matter of you know hours, not days or weeks. I
4: that's something I I definitely. I would say took from theater yeah, with uh, costume changes and uh, like little tweaks about who you are uh, that would kind of change the mindset of other people.
3: I don't know if this like popped into my head, just like a random question. That's something I probably should say for. Uh, I mean, we'll have plenty of like probably material for it, but I know we've talked about it and it'll be first time mentioned, like maybe as full here on the podcast that we are doing a interview with the production as a whole right after yeah. Absolution. So that's that'll be the I think the first time anyone has ever sat down with you guys as a whole. Maybe it's been one or two people here and there. I've seen a you know, couple of podcasts like I know Friends of the Show Kick Out of Two has had everybody on at one point, but this will be the but first. Been the, those were like individual. Yeah. Yeah, but this will be one full... Interview with the whole team And I'm I know I'm looking forward to that But I don't know When I was thinking of costume changes I was like Just trying to think of like Other things that use costume changes And to me I was like kind of wondering Were you a fan of Or are you a fan of The stage show That is Weird Al Because he does shit like that I mean granted A lot of times He's doing multiple costume changes For every single song I think that's Some of the best You know Performers out there If they're concert wise They're you know They're doing Different things And giving you something I know mean, that's something that Just popped into my head
4: Uh, no, honestly, I, I haven't ever seen a stage performance of weird Al. Uh, for me, it kind of goes back to like, if it was a stage performance, it's a, it's a Michael Jackson performance in a way, yeah yeah. how he changes his outfits for specific songs and, and things of that nature. Uh, and it's just, uh, trying to indicate that there's different things
3: about each area of that performance. And I'm, I i do not want to say that weird. I was the only one. I know there's definitely other people that do. it. I think a lot of your, your bigger, your bigger acts do that. But my minimum experience of conscious, like that's the first one that popped in my mind. Let's, let's move on to the next match. And we have hot sauce, Tracy Williams versus AJ gray. Now AJ gray is another guy who this is his first official j tournament, a guy who burst onto the scene last year at j weekend, part of the Back to the Future Cup, and then another an additional impromptu match at, at, at day two. And, you know, you got Hot Sauce, who I would think shouldn't need to be in, in this tournament. I mean, this is for a you know, a money in the bank style type scenario where he can cash in and get a title shot whenever he wants. Sky already has a title match, but I guess no one has ever seen anyone pull them off in the same year. So that's something I think could definitely happen.
4: Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like like Hot Sauce likes proving himself, and I feel like this is something that you know when he puts himself in, it's kind of a a way to prove himself that you know he can still compete on that top level and even though he has a title shot, you know, if he loses that one now he's got another one. You know, it's uh it's a backup plan. Yeah. Uh there's definitely nothing wrong with having a backup plan. Uh but I, I definitely see him him taking the the win over AJ Gray. AJ Gray's hard hitting guy you know, he's, he's young, he's up and coming. He's the only member of no consequences that is part of the j tournament. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like his, uh, his little
3: inexperience might, uh, might cost him so. I realized I didn't really put a match, uh, but a prediction down for the first one. Normally, I mean, normally we do, let I mean, this is like a different format, but uh, I'll throw out my mm. prediction for the first match. I think I'll pick, I'm going to go J-Pro in the first one and then the second one here with Hot Sauce and A.J. Gray. Yeah, I, I think I originally picked Hot Sauce to win the Jayla tournament in January. And then he goes and wins the gauntlet for the goal. And I go, okay, my prediction's out the window. This he's, he's not going for both, but hey, he he might very well do that. So I have to put him at least into the next round to have, have that going forward. Have, have you been in a match with Tracy Williams? Sometimes with, I mean, with all these, I mean, between different promotions, but especially just all these AIW shows, sometimes you forget, even if it's a scramble match.
4: Uh, no, I I the only match I've been in with him is uh is
3: gala for the Gold. Yeah. That that like counts to a certain extent, but I don't think that counts like yeah. Yeah. That doesn't count to like okay, you just went, you know, 10 15 minutes with him and you know like how hard. Cuz I was wondering in between both of these like who who hits harder? Like who who would you who, who would you or just did not want to see into the next round? Because this is, if you were to advance this, that would be an, a potential like four-way opponent. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna. But that's a potential four-way opponent for you.
4: Huh. You know, I'm like, I uh, I feel like Tracy might hit a little harder. And uh, I've, I've already faced AJ. That's, that's kind of the, the mindset with it. I faced him when we've done the production versus no consequences. And we've won. Multiple and times. And I've pinned him. I, I think twice during those. Okay. Uh, so for me, it, it would be the hot sauce that I would want to want to see go into the fatal four-way.
3: Then we we move on to the next match, which definitely has one person you have to be somewhat familiar with, and that's Dominic Greeny versus Lewis Linden. And that's... I think it's really interesting to have you know just within the same third of the bracket, you have Dominic Greeny, but you also ha- also have filthy Tom Lawler and what games these two are going to play, whether it be in the first round or second round, preventing each other from getting into the second round. We'll definitely see how that plays out. But, you know, Dom has been, I don't know the, the way to describe him. He's just been that uh, guy recently who's, he's gotten like additional exposure and he's always, especially in the IW, he's always out to prove himself. And, you know, hashtag Dom runs AIW just recently. <laughs> but uh, I think with this one, God, I don't want to pick against Dom, but I do feel like you have Lewis Linden, who's very underrated a lot of times with fans, a, a staple in AIW for years. But sometimes I, f- I feel like we forget how good he actually is.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a, it's going to be a tough one there too. I feel like majority of these tough one, these matches are are tough to kind of decide who you think is going to win, uh, because it's it's so complicated to to choose one guy over another when you like both guys uh you know when it comes to you guys you guys call dom big match dom because you know he goes out there and he's he's been killing it he's definitely evolved uh (laughs) over the past couple months and uh you know that there's there's a lot going on with with dom but Lewis Linden is another guy like you said he's a staple of aiw he's been there for a while i don't necessarily agree with the mindset of people see him underrated per se because he continuously goes out there and performs and has some of the best matches every time and for me that's not not someone that's underrated it's someone that's just there being a workhorse, and he definitely is one of those. If I had to choose on a personal basis, I would choose Lewis Linden because he eliminated me from the Gauntlet for the Gold, and I would really like to get some uh, some revenge on that. Uh, however, like I've, I've, I've been in the ring with Dom a couple times. I know how hard he hits. I know he can hit even harder now. Uh, and I, I know he's progressed more as a wrestler, not just a, a, a jujitsu fighter or an MMA guy. He's kind of become a full package and, uh, to see him now and wrestle him now compared to when we wrestle each other then would be really cool. I
3: think too. And the the yeah, second round would be the perfect opportunity for the, for that um, I think if I were to pick me, I'll, I'll pick officially pick Dom partially because he is going to appear later on this episode and uh, mm. we'll probably circle back to this match, at least talk about it because he will unfortunately get the, the third, uh, the third, third, the last final part of the tournament. So he won't get to talk about his matches like yourself and, uh, Magnum will, but yeah, the, this could be a, a very well, a sleeper pick of match of the night just because, uh, both athletes, both Dom and both Lyndon, of of how good they both are. And maybe I just feel like they're both somewhat underrated, but it's basically because, you know, they're not tra- traveling the road, main eventing everywhere. Like they're not looked at like that, but they're, you know, they're, especially Dom, you know, they're out, you know, out proving themselves and out getting more and more experience and getting better and better, you know, Day after day, week after week, month after month. And I think, I mean, with Lyndon, I mean, maybe it's because he, I don't exactly know his schedule and he seemed to have uh, settled down a little bit. I don't know as many places that he wrestled, but he he at least knocks it out of the park at AEW. And I, you know, when he won Gauntlet for the Gold last year, people went nuts. Like nobody really seen it coming. Like before the show, and like like so he's a guy that goes out there and he uh, he performs.
4: Like they they both do. They both go out there and they perform to the the top capability that they can, and they just kind of kill it every time. And I, I agree with you with the fact that like they're both out there trying to prove it. They're not main eventing places, and that's very unfortunate because they kind of both have the the power, and the ability to start doing that. Hmm.
3: And then we get on to the fourth match. That's for last. Yourself, Frankie Flynn versus Filthy Tom Lawler. People say, as you've mentioned earlier, that you're gonna die. Yes, they do. But I I do feel like the track record is not very good of when people have said that. I mean, people's word is not very good. As in, you're, you're still here. Like, you've mentioned, you know, you went against Eddie. You've went against PB, and you're still here. That's true. Uh, People have the tendency of, uh, of
4: doubting me, I guess you can say. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt me. I mean, uh, I am the only Back to the Future Cup champion. Uh, now I'm looking to, to become the, the first ever Back to the Future Cup champion and Jalet tournament cup champion. You mean you're the only Back to the Future Cup champion in this tournament? No, no, I don't. I, uh, I defeated PB and I took the cup back. I do not okay. see him as a Back to the Future Cup
3: champion. Oh, okay, I gotcha. I mean that's that's right. I'm actually kind of sad that we don't have a Back to the Future cup, but I do like the idea of a you know the Chandler Biggins with moral tacting term. I it's going to give a, a I feel like a different vibe for the first part of day two. We've done the Back to the Future cup stuff, which has been great, and there's still going to be a you know you know that rookie match, and but we're still going to get some. You know, tag team, some that we don't get to see here a lot and some that maybe we do, but just see in this opportunity. And if I'm, if I'm correct, doesn't the winner of this get a t- almost get a title shot? When I don't know if it's whenever or at a certain date, but I thought and I could be wrong whether I heard there was supposed to be a title shot at the end of the tournament.
4: I'm not entirely uh, certain how that works. I know when it was the back to the future cup, it was the winner got to choose their absolution match. And I don't know if it's still going to be in that sense or if they go for a tag title match or some form of combination of the two. Uh, but I know whoever's winning, which is the production, uh, it, it's, you know, it's just going to bring more spotlight on them. It is, it's going to be a, a huge honor to, to. You know, win the first ever Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Do, you, do you have any words to say about the production being in, in that tournament? You know, Eddie Only and Dan Housen.
4: And I uh it's weird looking at a lot of the teams that have have been announced because the production in some form or or capacity has beaten almost all the teams. Uh, when it comes to no consequences, we've beaten them. When it comes to Philia Marino, we've beaten them. When it comes to the weird world, we've beaten them. Uh, we have not beaten the Carneys uh but we have beaten duke money you know it it's uh it's an interesting area to be in but i have 100% full faith in the stagehand and the writer
3: the only team that i think that you guys don't have a a record with is party never stops but i mean they've only had what two or three matches
4: they, they've they had a, i i want to say about three or four in in aiw alone uh yeah, that's, that's true i i didn't even think about them uh being in the tournament they they definitely deserve to be there. They're, they're up and coming guys who are trying to prove that you know they're these Haas Is you know they're not burly. They're just a couple Haas guys. Yeah, that are trying to trying to prove that they belong and find their their own spot and and niche. Uh, in in A I W. And I get that. Like you know that's what we
3: all have done. And some of us have found them. Some of us haven't. I do think the the pairing of those two, like I've mentioned time and time again, is just perfect because I felt like both of them were kind of lost on their own. They were just, you know, AIW trainees, but putting them together made total sense. And I do look forward to see how they evolve over the next, you know, couple months and everything over the next, even the next year. And this could be a, a well, Run tag team between them because I, I do love the personalities between them. But I think kind of like going back, what you were saying, you have the production who have beat pretty much everybody on the field, and there, it's kind of unfair though that no consequences got two entries, two teams in this, and you guys only got one. I don't know if that's supposed to balance out there being two members in JLIT and only one no consequences in uh, in the in the same tournament, and we still have Derek who's. My take is going to be directing the whole the whole night, both nights, I should say. Uh,
4: yeah, Derek, uh, Derek's going to be be doing his thing. You know, he'll be be watching everyone's back, making sure things go the way that they're
3: written and you know supposed to go. All right, as we. Let's start to wrap all this up which actually well i didn't really throw out a winner for your match i'm i'm gonna pick you mainly because you're here but second off <laughs> it would be great to see you into the next tournament i mean into the next part of the bracket and then i mean there's a potential that we could see in the finals yourself magnum ck in a third person so the production would have the best odds of winning the Jayla tournament
4: well i i personally i think you're very smart picking me uh i mean i would pick me and i do pick me a uh, huge reason i would pick me is the fact that i haven't had a singles match since cold as ice wow or cool as ice yeah. and uh no filthy tom has so there's a lot more stuff to to be scouted about filthy tom than there is me uh i've changed uh, a lot of things that i do i'm a completely different human being like i i'm i'm a different human being than i was yesterday to today imagine me from september to now it's it's completely different uh as for the whole possibility of me versus Magnum CK, that would never happen because we both know who the leader of the production is. And we both know
3: what would happen. I mean, I'm not saying a versus as in, like, you guys are going to be against each other. But, I mean, in the bracket-wise, it would be yourself versus Magnum yeah. versus his third person. So, basically... The other guy would be very, very sorry. Exactly. it would. The potential of there being a handicap match and... Maybe you getting an easy walk. I wouldn't say easy walk, but I mean you would still become the you know the winner. That's true. All right, do you have any uh, final thoughts about the Jaylet tournament as a whole and, and also if you want to throw into the Chandler Bacons Memorial Tournament as you know maybe your thoughts reflect on that. Uh, final
4: thoughts is that this entire weekend is the hottest, biggest weekend for AIW. If you're not going to be there, I don't know why because you definitely should be. There's so much going on. You know, you, there's Marty Jannetty, there's Gangrel, there's Hornswoggle. He's making his return after we beat him up. Then you got, you know, night two and the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament happening right before night two. It's going to be a huge honor for all the all the people on both tournaments. And just looking forward to everyone going out there and, and trying to, to prove
3: themselves and Steal the show, essentially. Any uh, last minute plugs to like uh, throw all your social media where people can find you and find maybe clothing of yours?
4: Uh, yeah, you could go to prowrestlingtees backslash Frankie Flynn. I might be Frankie underscore Flynn. Uh, and then for social media wise, on Twitter, Instagram, you can look me up at Frank the letter E fantastic as well as email email me there for booking purposes or you know just want to talk and uh friend me on facebook as just frankie flynn
3: all right it's as uh, simple as that and uh thank you for coming on frankie no oh, thank you for having me man it's been fantastic i see what you did there
2: <laughs> meet me space monkey Are you listen wrestling cheers
3: And we're back with the second, third, and the second guest here on the j Preview episode, and making his return to the podcast, we have uh, Magnum C.K. We almost had like a bunch of different names come out, but Magnum C.K.,
5: What's up, man? I was wondering, I was wondering myself which name uh, was gonna pop out. I was like, "Who am I exactly?"
3: <laughs> so, welcome back to Wrestling Cheers.
5: Absolutely, hey, I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you very
3: much. The big thing we obviously have to talk about is, I mean, it's the J-Lit preview. It's J-Lit weekend, and like, I know you're pumped. You have a podcast tour going on <laughs> this past week, like. What's what's the total number?
5: Um, I lost track. So I've done <laughs> – uh, I've so far since Friday, this is the third one. And then I have one more after you tonight. And then I have Wednesday and Thursday – wait, no, I'm sorry. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I can't even tell you off the top of my head who's on what day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where – I like to do it anyway. I mean, I like to talk, obviously. But, uh, I, and and it just so happens that a lot of the people I know who do podcasts are people I like to talk to, you know, just like this one. I enjoy, I enjoy this very much. Uh, and, you know i was talking about this earlier it's it's 3 shows over 2 days so you have to fill a house 3 times in 2 days okay now i know they sell the weekend passes and everything but you know that's hard to do now just think about uh, just a normal person having to dedicate you know Two days out of their weekend. That's hard to get people to do that. Now, the cards are stacked. The show is almost always guaranteed to be amazing. It's AIW, you know, you're going to get a great show anyway. But what I thought was the least I could do is reach out to as many people as I could and try to do as much of this uh, promotion as I can. And, you know, even if, if one ticket got sold out of doing a bunch of interviews, then it's still a success because uh, I just enjoy doing it anyway.
3: <laughs> and, and this is obviously your first J-lit experience oh. because it, it, it's something different. Like, for example, like right before you did this interview, you were on the road home from wrestling, which by the time this comes out, you'll definitely be able to go on iTunes and, and check that out. And. You said, like, how Absolution is the WrestleMania. Well, that's obviously very much true, but this is, like, the WrestleMania weekend of AIW because it's, like, I mean, we're... We have the three shows in two days, which, I mean, it, it's a lot when you think of it. It's, just, it's coming from one company. A lot of times there's other things going on. Last year we had a, a movie shoot right before the first show of the day, before the Back of the Future Cup 2. So you, if you wanted to be a part of that, I forget what time you had to wake up, and I was one of the dumb ones that got a couple hours <laughs> of sleep and went in to be an extra for that. And uh I mean, granted, we're not doing that this year, but there's also a tailgating planning on going on. And it's it's just so much fun. And the only thing I can compare it to is it's the WrestleMania weekend. I think that's what a lot of us fans are looking forward to. And obviously the tournament's gonna be great. We're always gonna we're gonna get some great stuff. We only have one match announced for for uh, Day two, and that's Cole Cabana versus Nick Gage. But we know we're gonna have the second half of the tournament, and then we'll have a handful, probably other matches sprinkled in too. And I mean, even last year, that's when we had AJ Gray got put into an impromptu match versus Kaplan after he debuted at the Back of the Future Cup too. So you, we never know what's gonna happen. It's it's always a memorable thing in the year of AIW. I think one of the funniest things was back in I think two thousand and. 13 i want to say the weekend was so crazy like the next week a hashtag started among fans and wrestlers and everybody of like hashtag things i learned jayla weekend (laughs) and it was just like going back and reading some of those they were they were very funny and um, uh well
5: it's it it is as monsoon not monsoon classic but gorilla monsoon would say it is a happening i mean it's something that you don't want to miss and i'm not even trying to go into sales mode here but even if i wasn't on the show it's something that i would always get excited for because it's just an interesting uh, unpredictable weekend of wrestling and and i think the best thing to do is just just like you're talking about and like you do is just throw yourself into it and have have a good time
3: and obviously, I, I always feel bad for people that I know that you know are more than just one person going. I'm lucky; it's just me going. So like, I'm always front row. So that's you know ninety bucks out of my pocket. But you have like Caden and his grandpa. That's you know that's 180 dollars for the whole weekend. And I I don't know exactly what the GA prices are, but I know still it's it's a lot to shell out for one weekend. But it's it is actually always worth it. I I don't know if i ever walked away from a Jalen went well. That sucked. Well, how many
5: how many concerts could you go to and pay $180 for a front row seat? You know? I mean, and that's only one night. You know? So, you're getting... You're going to end up with like eight or eight plus hours, nine, ten hours of wrestling for the same price that it would cost to be in the nosebleeds of some concert, you know?
3: Yeah, that's actually true. I'm, I'm not a big concert goer. I think it's because... I don't know. I think when I look back at it, it's just... You're, you're listening to almost the same thing you can hear on a CD. And... I don't know. I, I hardly ever remember a live show that's as good as the the audio. I, I, you have to give me something different, something crazy.
5: Well, my my wife and I, I mean, geez, we I paid over a thousand dollars for two tickets to see Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. You know, uh, we got lucky in Chicago. We saw Hamilton. We got our tickets for face value. They were center orchestra, but the people around us paid six and seven hundred dollars a piece just for that, just for one show.
3: I can understand it more for, uh, pardon the pun for this, uh, conversation, but, uh, for a production like that. But I don't know. Cause I only think with concerts, like I've been to a lot of shows where, I mean, it's just the band playing. There's not much like theatrics. Like if you give me like, I've always, I think I heard Alice Cooper back in the day was like very very theatrical with some of the stuff he did and I yeah. wish I could have witnessed that but I couldn't.
5: well wrestling as you know is is absolutely the ultimate in theatrics I mean it's it's going to be a roller coaster and it's it's worth every penny and not, not everybody has to sit in front row you could definitely get there's not a bad seat in the house so I think if you can get to it even if you can get to one of the shows I think it's definitely worth it
3: it's it's especially too I think if you're going to you're going to sample AIW if you're going to do one yeah. show pick pick one of them um, and come because you're going to either get a great first round or you're going to get a great second round or you're going to, if you, try, you actually decide to do the tag team tournament, you're going to get a lot of young up-and-coming teams trying to prove themselves and, as I mean, as of right now, I still don't have a bracket of, or, you know, matchups of what's going on, but I know all the teams and I'm looking forward to see what they all do for that show too, so it's, it's definitely a nice sampler platter if you pick at least one of them.
5: Yeah, I can't wait. I'm actually, I'm going to watch the tag Tag team tournament. I can't wait to see it. I'm, re- I'm really excited just to get to watch the show. So many of my friends are in it. And uh, also, gosh, I love the Carnies, man. They're two of the coolest guys uh, in real life, but they're also an amazing tag team to watch. So I was really happy to see that the Carnies were coming.
3: But your pick to win would have to be the production.
5: <laughs> well, of course. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? I, got, I mean, even if it wasn't my pick, it's got to be my pick because I got to see these guys in like four days or a couple days or whatever whenever this goes up but yeah of course uh so uh Danhausen and Eddie Only, man, I was just talking about them the other day. They are so interesting to watch and so slick in the ring and so different. Eddie Only just amazes me how he can jump around like a little cat, uh, and 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 uh, Danhausen, man, he's just the weirdest guy in the best way. I love his style, so I'm really excited to watch them uh, together. And listen, you know, it's the production, man. So you know, I know, I know, I'm going to be there. I'm Obviously, Derek is going to be there. Uh, there's nothing to say. I don't know. You know, we'll see. I, I, I'm a big fan of the fabulous Freebirds. You know, so what, you never know. Maybe, maybe we'll mix it up a little bit. I, I'm not going to say anything, but that would be my preference.
3: And something I, I want to throw out here. I mean, I, I mentioned it on the part with Frankie, and we will have a full interview with the production after Absolution. I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to that. After you know. Close to one year in AIW, what uh, what kind of th- things we have to talk about? But something that it's it's non AIW related, but we will get into the rest of the term. But something I like to throw out there because it's it's my dream match. One of my dream matches that I'm starting to like write down, and that is the production versus Team Storm.
5: <laughs> well, a little known fact: I've actually beaten everybody in Team Storm before, so. Uh... <laughs> No, I I think it's funny. I've been hearing that bubbling up here and there. And actually, there was a promotion who just contacted me um, this past week who was actually trying to get the jump on that and set it up. But uh, unfortunately, uh, myself and several others were elsewhere uh, that particular day. But uh, yeah, I've been hearing that bubbling up. You know, I just uh, talked to old Jackson Argos today, actually, and he was kind of—he was trying to kind of plant a little seed there. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I Never say never in pro wrestling, but. Uh, I like the idea of faction wars. You know, I, I think uh, growing up watching a period where there were a lot of factions is interesting to see the different dynamics that you can create
3: out of that. I even just think with the uh, the on mic talent that you have, like maybe yourself versus Argo's, or even you know add th- throw Derek in there too, and J- uh, Jack Pollock. It's just so much greatness can be achieved from that, and whether it be AIW who does it, whether it be Reno mix who does, or whether it be another company who does, or whether I have to go out and win the lottery and just pull off a show where <laughs> I can see this, that, thats it, it, it needs to happen. That's all, all I got to yeah, say.
0: my
5: preference is always to do big, great things at AIW, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I would hate to take something big like that uh, somewhere where it wouldn't be treated well, so I would be picky about that. But, um, you know, you mentioned Derek, and I think people are starting to realize that, man, this guy, he is dynamite in the ring. I mean, hes I love the way he interacts with the crowds and everything, and, and, and he's, he's great in that role, too, because like I've talked about earlier tonight on, uh, with Drew on, on Road Home, you know, I'm not super vocal in the ring. I'll definitely toss a couple lines out there, some jokes here and there, or, or, or when it's time to be loud, I'll be loud, but I like to let my Body and 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 uh, um, physical physicality and facial expressions do a lot of my talking. So I love having Derek there because he's he's great at being a good loudmouth. But man, oh man, that guy can go in the ring, and his timing is fantastic. And I think people are starting to wake up and see that man. Derek's got it.
3: I've always loved Derek's crowd work of when someone says something. Sometimes he's he can. He'll say something before you will, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's the, one of the things I love about him. And he's also a obviously a friend of the show, a guy who's been on and one of my favorite episodes that I've I've done here on Wrestling Cheers is sitting down with him and having a, a conversation. I don't think we really touched wrestling once, and that's just <laughs> that's something that I I hold close to my heart is just a nice hour or so of talking about cereal and Nickelodeon.
0: Well,
5: it's funny because as since I've. Uh, you know, made my way onto the AIW roster and been kind of a you know a, a, a current uh, you know uh, well I don't know what the word I'm looking for but since I've made all these AIW shows uh, Derek ha- has become someone I talk to almost every day I mean, you know he's he's become one of my better friends and uh, you know Dominic uh, uh, the same way you know you just find out that you have much more in common with these people other than wrestling and you start to become actual friends, you know.
3: <laughs> and then like um what was like going with that I got interrupted by a message. But uh let's actually let's let's get into the the tournament and uh, we have this third of it and the matchups are Tim Donst versus Gangrel, Ethan Page versus Matt Justice, yourself, Magnum CK versus Hornswoggle and MJF versus Space Monkey and we will start with this first match, Tim Donst versus Gangrel. Uh, Donst has been—I was a guy for a long time who always had, like, big opponents coming in uh, to shows, and he, he, we called him, you know, Big Match Donst for a reason. That hasn't happened for a while, but I think Donst versus Gangrel is going to be very, very interesting.
5: Well, it's funny. When I, when I saw that they—when they announced Gangrel— I immediately was like, oh man, that's awesome. And then I, and then I started thinking, like, okay, I didn't know who was going to be in the tournament. And I thought, like, gosh, who, who could, who's that, who's going to be with Gangrel? And then when they announced Dawnst, I was like, oh man, perfect. Like, that's, that's a match I'm really looking forward to. Now, these shows are kind of crazy. Because, you know, uh, I try to watch as much as I can, but I don't always get the opportunity to, depending on where I am on the show. But I'll really be looking forward to watching back and see what these guys are able to come up with. Because that's just a really, really interesting combination, but it also seems like a perfect match, you know
3: uh between these two who would you pick to win
5: oh gosh i didn't know you're going to put me on the spot that's tough well okay <clears throat> is this the bracket that i'm in i'm in this
3: bracket yeah you are in this right i mean you could look at it from one two ways you can go who you think's going to win or who you want to see in the second round
5: well i'm trying to think yeah who who could i say f- who you know if i if i advance to the second round like who's going to be in the match with me i'm thinking uh you know, I I there's, there's I know Gangrel's in great, great shape. I just saw a video of him from a couple weeks ago, and, and that guy just loves wrestling and is great at wrestling. But uh, there's a part of me that wouldn't mind locking up with old Donst here sooner than later. So I think I'm going to just go with my strategy is thinking, assuming I can find a way to beat Swaggle and move on to the second round, who I want in that match with me, I'm going to go with Donst on this one because I, I don't know what a vampire's capable of, you know?
3: I think Don's would be perfect proving material in AIW because actually you figure in your bracket, you have two former AIW absolute champions. You have one current tag team champion. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, but I still feel like that's, I mean, if you could walk out and get to the finals after the, all that, I mean, you, I mean, you would obviously have a shot at the, the AIWS, which actually, by the way, uh, that is, uh, cause I don't know whether you do this or not, but it's, I mean, it's perfectly fine. And because obviously there is the big trophy, but the winner also gets a kind of a money in the bank type deal. But sure. you don't have to carry around the trophy like we just already know, <laughs> we just pretty much already know it, and you get a title shot whenever, whether you want to pull it as like I want to face you here, or we've had it where people have just walked out and said, "Yep, I want my match right now, right after this match."
5: So, well, that's—I mean—the stakes don't get any bigger than that. That's opportunity. So yeah, you're right. This is a pretty stacked bracket in that sense.
3: So if you can manage to get past Donst and Page, let's say they both make it to the next round, then. I mean, you beat them, get to the finals. I mean, you're you're definitely championship material.
5: Well, that's listen. You know, we're putting the car we're putting the cart <laughs> so far away in front of the horse that the earth might rotate around first. You know, but yeah, I see exactly what you mean. I I actually didn't know what my bracket was yeah. until you read it off and hearing it. I am very excited at the possibilities but again I'm not going to look past round 1. You know obviously yeah. anything can happen on any given on any given night in pro wrestling. So if I if I can get past Swoggle and get to the second round, man there are some wonderful possibilities in there. My gears are already turning.
3: And Then you have the next match, which I think if I were to pick someone from actually Donson Gangrel, not, as much as I'm not a really big fan of Don's, I think I would have to go with Don's. But Ethan Page versus Matt Justice, and this is a rematch from the last show when yeah. uh, these two had a barn burner between them. And something about Matt Justice over the last year since he's made his return to AIW, he has had a lot of great matches, and especially with like this year alone of 2018 and. Uh, rematch against Paige This is going to be very interesting And uh, what are your thoughts on it?
5: Well, you said that Matt Justice is, He's having great matches Because he's a great wrestler He's someone I respect greatly and he's just a he's a he's an awesome guy as well and so uh this is this is a match that's tough for me because i feel the exact same way about page about ethan page i think uh, he's someone who i have a ton of respect for and who i really love to watch as well so this one is a complete total toss-up uh 50 50 for me i hate to i hate to comp out on you like that but man i would love i would love an opportunity, a potential second round opportunity with either one of these guys and they've kind of had this back and forth thing going on so I really, I'd be hard pressed, I'd have to flip a coin <laughs> to pick one of these guys but I will say this is going to be one of the matches of the night without a doubt because they just put on a clinic last time
3: and then if if I'm correct you're going to see Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham in Ethan Page's corner I'm, as far as what I, what I could tell of what we had had last month and I've been informed that Dr. Daniel Z. rocking will be in attendance. So I figure since Dr. Dan is the one that helped get Ethan Page the spot in the tournament that you will we will see the doctor bring some... Well, that
5: actually tipped the scales for me because here's what I'm thinking. Uh, it was 50-50 before. Now I hear Dr. Dan's in the corner of Ethan Page. I'm going to have to go mad justice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, how? That's a... <laughs> That's a tough one for Dr. Dan <laughs> if he's listening. He's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's writing himself a prescription for some painkillers after that burn. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will we'll play the devil's advocate. I'll say because of Dr. Dan, you know, you'll have Ethan Page win again. So that, that would be very, I mean, either way, I think with both guys, it's, they're both great competitors, and definitely worthy of making it into the next round. Oh, totally. I mean, we all win no matter what. Yeah. And then we're going to skip over your match for right now. We'll save the best for last. But uh, a match that I'm really looking forward to, and that's MJF versus Space Monkey. MJF is, over the last year, has been one of my favorite uh, newer names besides yourself, Magnum. And what he has done, like... He's had some great matches that people aren't really talking about, and maybe it's not necessarily you know he's high flying and all this stuff. He's at least entertaining in the in the sense of everybody hates him, <laughs> <laughs> and that that kind of adds to it. I think you, I mean we, he had a great match with Cabana. He's had a great match with Dick Justice. Now we're on to Space Monkey, and I love I'm a big f- uh, fan of Space Monkey. So seeing these two in a match together, it's going to be. Um, Pardon the pun but bananas.
5: <laughs> wow, this is another one. I mean, this is going to be very very entertaining and I happen to like both of these uh guys as well. Um I have to say in this one, if I'm forced to pick, I feel like MJF is going to find a way.
3: <laughs> yeah, I could I could very much see that. I want to I'll play the devil ad for the game. Kid again, and just say, "Space Monkey," because getting Space Monkey into the next round would be very fun. Like if, just as we've said so far, Donst, Justice, Yourself, and Space Monkey.
5: Any way you slice it, I mean, geez, when you look at this bracket, it's actually ingeniously put together. Now that I now that I hear it, it's it's interesting because any of the combinations would just be incredible
4: mm-hmm.
5: and just weird, you know, like weird <laughs> in a good way, you know,
3: like yeah. <laughs> So, we have your match versus Hornswoggle, and I think there's a lot that rides on this match because, A, I mean, you're going to get to the next round and all that, but if you could beat Hornswoggle, I I would think that the production would have a more than valid case of why they should be fighting for the tag team championships.
5: I'd have to completely agree with you. You know, I've already... Beaten PB Smooth all by myself, and uh, you know if, if I could if I could pull one over on Hornswoggle, well then technically I'm, I should be the tag team champions all by myself. So uh, you know I, I think we'd have to have a shot lined up after that. And I think even if the wor- even if the unthinkable happened, even if Hornswoggle was able to uh, sneak his way into a victory in the first round, I think we still are due a title shot. I think the production we haven't as a group we haven't really faced any. defeat Feats in, in in AIW and in it, you know so I think uh, if there was ever to be a contender, it would have to be at least two members of the production
3: that's that's the other way i was thinking about it too because it was like you're saying i mean um the production has not had any loss especially as a whole i don't know if there's been any like smaller losses like maybe some singles or whatnot but you know eddie only beat pb smooth you yeah. you beat pb smooth frankie flynn's been pb smooth so that that's three members right there Already that has beaten one half of the tag team champions. Why not any one of the, any two of the three and not even counting the ones who weren't mentioned. Why couldn't they get a shot against both champions at the same time for the title? Yeah.
5: I agree. I mean, listen, that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, you hear the reactions when the production comes out. I mean, my God, you know, when I think about back to the gauntlet and my entrance on the gauntlet, I've never experienced a crowd reaction like that in my entire life. And it gives me goosebumps right now just thinking about it. So, you know, I I kept saying for a long time, guys, we're on the edge of something great. I I think we're, we're on something great now. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, we're
3: really going. I've said before that the production is one of my favorite things in professional wrestling right now. And ironically enough, yes, the only thing that does match it to a to an extent is Team Storm. That's why I want to see both teams go up against each other. But it's the fact of how just watching the production grow, watching Frankie Flynn, you know, take the Back of the Future Cup trophy and hit PB Smooth with it and beat him down and then come out <gasps> – Come out during day two of the JLIT tournament looking different. And now, like, the seeds were being planted. So then we had the absolution match and we had the the birth of the production. And then when we think that Frankie is about to lose to PB Smooth because the rest of the production is banned from ringside, all of a sudden you come out from the crowd and you debut. And then just when we think, you know, your guys are all up against the ropes, all of a sudden the the lights, uh, not the lights, but all of a sudden the buzzer goes off, and what? What's? Oh, <laughs> this is the stagehand. This is Eddie only, and even when uh, a wrestler, there needs to be a, a, a recasting that it, it's able to happen seamlessly and flawlessly, and it's it's just this build. And I think one of my favorite things that I've seen of the production is the Enter the Dragon, and it's just the simple thing of the entrance of yeah having having been able to have it a set that was behind curtains and then just have the curtains open and there's a production it gets no better than that and we're not even a full year into the production's run no pun intended it's is kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of its own statement there but it's 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 been fun it's been great and there's still so much more to go i mean that's why i want to have the first interview of the production as a whole which has like obviously hasn't not been done yet
5: yeah, it's hard to get us all in the same place at the same time. I mean, you know, the only place where the magic really happens is at AIW. You know, that's the only time we're ever all together. And uh, I agree with you. I think that when I think about not only myself in AIW personally, but when I just think about the production, I mean, we've barely even gotten started. You know, it, it's weird to think that it's been nine months, but uh, it's barely even the beginning.
3: And there's been fantastic promos, too. People might not like the longer promos from this particular podcast, but uh, I'm definitely one of the people that if you can hold my attention for that long, then it doesn't matter how how long it is.
5: Well, my J-Lip promo that's about to go up is only a minute and 30 seconds, so he'll be happy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And if that gets released before... Four? I mean, yeah, but, uh, before this officially releases, which probably because this, I'm planning on Thursday night as the, the regular time for for the wrestling cheer. So that might be afterwards, right after all this. So something to look for. Oh, wait a minute. Is there, is there like regular audio? It's not you just eating a thing of peanut butter. And if I put no, it on a podcast, no, it wouldn't it's audio, make any sense. Oh, me okay. I, okay.
5: You know, it's funny because I, I, I shot one and it was just a hair over two minutes. And And that dude popped in my head. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to tighten it up. Do it again.
3: (laughs) You hear hear that, Dustin? He put it under (laughs) two minutes for you. <laughs> Even like I, yeah, two minutes—that's not. I don't know. I, I've I've learned because it was one podcast that I used to do where callers used to send in an audio file, and that would be part of the show. I mean, this podcast would go like literally about four or five hours long sometimes, and right. the the limit that they had it was like if you wanted like a con- your contribution had to be about ninety seconds or less. That's what they asked. Yeah, and I always said like it doesn't matter to me how long it is, but if I'm starting to look at my watch then you need to wrap it up. But if you can keep well, my... Well, that's you just
5: can, it. Yeah, if you, if you get... There are definitely those times that I get into the mode where it's like I could have a four or five-minute promo if I wanted to, you know, when you get deep into a story and stuff like that. But, you know, talking about j and everything, I thought tighten it up, keep it good, keep it poppy. Uh, there's a lot... I'm excited for that one to get released, actually, because there's a lot of real emotion in there, just like there always should be, anyway. But just a lot of real—you uh, can just when you sometimes when you're doing it, you can tell when you when you got it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And the second time through, I was like, "Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's that's better. This is good."
3: <laughs> I think the thing that I liked about that that longer promo was the fact that there was different camera angles. Yeah. And that's not. I want to say it's not really done at all on the at this level. Like maybe in like an impact or Ring of Honor or something like that. But I, at this level, like no one's going to Black Label Pro or IWC or Remix and cutting like promos from different angles. It's always the regular one shots. Yeah. Which I mean, which is fine. But sometimes yeah. it's those little things that can help you stick out more.
5: That is for a couple reasons. It was two reasons. One because I realized nobody was doing it, and I was like, that's kind of my mo. And I see things people aren't doing I'm like alright I see what people are doing and I'm like well how can I be different but uh, also audio reasons because I wanted that cool long shot but I didn't have a, an external audio at the time and so I had a second camera so I was like alright well we'll take the audio from the closer camera
3: and then boom there you go so we've, we've halfway talked about it but your match versus swoggle we have all the things that could go into it but um, will you be selling horn Swaggle short? <laughs>
5: I've been practicing on my short-arm scissors, you know. <laughs> got a, I got a short-arm clothesline. I'm sure he's heard all the jokes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, wait, what?
3: No, I said, oh, oh yeah.
5: Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 of course. He's heard all the jokes. But, you know, more important, like, honestly, I think that uh, Swaggle's what people might not know is he's one of the most creative dudes in wrestling, and so I consider myself a pretty creative Pretty creative type, uh, pretty creative type of person. So uh, I'm excited for those two minds to come together, you know, and see what kind of kind of mischief we can come up with. But man, I, I was I was I was trying to I was trying to scout him, you know. I was trying to make sure that everything was well scouted. And I was watching some of his uh, more recent stuff on YouTube, and man, it's all different. That's the cool thing about Swaggle is you never see the same stuff from him,
3: you know. Yeah, I think even in his, okay, this is no pun intended, his short stint recently in AIW is that <laughs> he's he's always managed to be – at some point, entertaining, and it's yeah. not like it's not like oh, it's another hornswoggle match. It's either a match that we're like oh, like I because there's there's definitely been a number of matches I was like I didn't know I ever I wanted this match, but I'm happy AIW is now giving it to me. And then they did everything last year with you know hornswoggle and Britt Baker, and that was that was a fun feud. So he went away for a little while, and then now we have twins, and that's that's fun.
0: <laughs> well, I think that this
5: match is one that people probably think that about. Like I think you know, when they announced me and they announced Swoggle, I don't know that a lot of people were thinking, Oh, you know, Magnum is Swoggle. But as soon as you see the, the graphic, you're like, Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like as soon as I saw it, cause I didn't even know who my opponent was until I saw the graphic. And I was like, Oh man, immediately. Like, well, I had to do the double take. I looked at it and I was like, wait, that's me. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's beyond perfect. <laughs>
3: So I take it we're going to put you in the second round.
5: Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, what am I going to, you know, uh, I, I I I I you've already lost if you don't think you're going to win.
3: <laughs> that's very true. That's a very common common phrase and it's a uh, applicable here. So, you know, that's this part of the bracket and uh, before we go and uh, start to wrap this up, do you have any words about JT Lightning or Chandler Baggins that you want to express or just anything about this weekend in general and what it means to you?
5: Oh, of course. I mean, listen, you know, uh, I, I've talked about this at, at length, uh, especially on like the Road Home interview, if you want to hear kind of the longer version. But, you know, I met JT Lightning when I was eight years old. You know, he wrestled for my uncle and I he was one of the guys that I knew. And then I started I wrestled for him some up at CAPW. A Cleveland All-Pro, you know, at 06, 07, around there, as kind of one of his underneath guys, and uh, I always had great respect for him, you know. And once he finally found out who I was, you know, we had a really uh, a cool, pretty cool little relationship. And um, you know, I, I I was out of the ring. I was I wrestled for about five years, and then I kind of transitioned out of the ring for various reasons, but. Uh, I was out of the ring when he died and I, and I kind of always hated that, you know I always wanted to kind of be around uh, you never know when these people are going to leave you you know and uh, as soon as they started doing these tournaments, I was immediately jealous, <laughs> you know, I always wanted to be in it, and then I came back to wrestling, you know, two and a half years ago, so uh, and, uh, you know, ever since then, I've just, every time it's popped up I thought, man, I gotta get there, I gotta get to one I gotta get to one, and when I popped up As an entrant, man, I mean, I, you know. It was a surreal moment. It was one of those flashbulb memories where I remember exactly where I was, you know, because it does mean a lot to me. Now, listen, a lot of people, there are a lot of people, Johnny Gargano knows JT Lightning a lot better than I do. You know, John Thorne knows JT a lot better than I did. But he was someone important in my life and who I knew since I was a kid, you know, and and, and I had a lot of respect for it. He taught me a lot of lessons in wrestling, uh, the times that I worked for him. And I have a few stories, you know, and and he, he impacted my life. So it means a lot. To me, to be one of the guys on the show who actually wrestled for JT in the past. I know there are a few of us, but uh, not as many as there used to be, obviously. But that means a lot to me because uh, I have I have legitimate, tangible memories of the man that I'm bringing with, in with me, and, and, and a similar situation with Chandler. You know. Uh, I I knew Chandler. We we barely ever talked about wrestling. You know, we talked about podcasts online. You know, and I, I never. I think one thing about me that that a lot of promoters seem to enjoy is that I talk to them as people, not as promoters. You know, I, I'm not trying to sniff out a spot or a push or a job. I'm just trying to be nice to people, you know, just because they're human beings. And human beings interest me. I've always been very interested in sociology, so I enjoy getting to know people and figuring them out having good conversations with them. So Chandler, I never once hit him up for a booking in my entire life. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, a lot of people probably do that, but I didn't want to taint, uh, you know, I didn't want to turn him off with that. You know, I always thought if they wanted me, they would call and you know what they did. So, uh, Uh, I have a lot of memories with Chandler, too. You know, Um, I remember before he got sick, we had a bunch of messages back and forth about the uh, Richard Simmons podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Of all things. There was a podcast where this guy was trying to find Richard Simmons, and I didn't know about it, and he told me about it. And I downloaded it one late night coming back from, like, Canada or something, and I was dying, passing out tired, and I listened to that, and it kept me awake the whole way, you know? So, more importantly, I think... There's a lot of great talent on these shows, but to be perfectly honest, this weekend is not about any of the 24 people in the tournament, and it's not about the eight teams in the, in the tag tournament. It's about two great guys who absolutely loved and breathed and lived pro wrestling and wanted nothing more than... Than to bring their joy, uh, you know, the joy they received from pro wrestling. They wanted to send that out to people and perpetuate that as much as they could. And that is completely commendable because I can tell you, I have known some awful, shyster, terrible, wart on their nose promoters (laughs) in my life. I've been invited to wrestle for free on medical benefit shows and then found out that the money box was stolen by the promoter. You know, I have known some awful people in my you know seven and a half years as a pro wrestler but I can tell you for a flat fact that Chandler and JT were not that. They were wonderful people who were just characters in this weird, crazy family of wrestling. And they are so sorely missed. I mean, when I saw them, the Chandler Memorial graphic, I know John talked about it on his podcast. I couldn't believe it. I, again, I remember I was sitting, I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting, and I popped it when I popped up my phone and I was just like, wow, like he is gone. Like, that's so weird. You know, so I think everyone's going to put on their best show. I think that the the atmosphere is going to be electric with positivity. And I think that every single person in the crowd is going to have fun and go home happy because everyone's going to bust their tail. Because I can tell you, I've already thought about it. JT and Chandler, I'm not a religious guy, but I do have a weird bit of spiritualism in me somewhere. And I I know that they're going to be there. You know, I always say a little prayer to, to Chandler before I go out uh at the, at the arena there in, in Cleveland and uh, I know that they're both going to be there and they're going to be very very touched and happy to see that they've built something that lives on past their death and that's more than most people can say
3: The legacy of both men is just overwhelmingly amazing. Like, I I never knew JT Lightning, unfortunately. I became a fan literally right around his passing. The the first show I almost went to was the memorial show just because I was starting to get into it. I'm like, oh, they have a show coming up. Oh, it's this show. Okay. And unfortunately, I was unable to make it. But I, I always felt like, you know, if it wasn't for JT Lightning, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And if it wasn't for definitely. It wasn't for Chandler Biggins, I mean, I've mentioned it many times before. This podcast probably wouldn't be around, and it was just just simple words from him. And he was always a guy that I went to for anything that I ever had to ask from the company as a whole, like, hey... Like, he, there's many times I'd be like, hey, I can't afford my front row seat, right? Yet. And right now, I want it before it goes on. Like, before it gets sold out, can you hold me a ticket? He was always willing to do it as long as they had it to be sold. I think there was, yeah. there was, there was even... I think the last Absolution Bob that he was alive that I, was, I wasn't I was able to get a front row ticket and he's like there's nothing we can do like he's like if someone mentions that they're selling one I'll let you know and the moment someone did he shot me a message and,
5: I- and you know what he didn't have to do that and no. it's just because he's a good guy I would run into him at shows he would always bring all of his stuff he'd sell all his mm-hmm. merchandise to remix shows and I would catch him at, at shows around the Cleveland area from time to time and I always bought a ton of stuff from him and he would never he wouldn't even let me pay the wrestler price you know because wow. there's the price that's written on the thing i'd buy a bunch of old you know bill after magazines or something from him he wouldn't even give me the wrestler price he would always give me this crazy deal and i'd always insist that he'd take full price and he never would and that's rare, dude. You know, I mean, I can say that out of a few guys on—I can count on one hand—the number of people who are selling wrestling merchandise that'll that'll do you like that. It's just because he's just a good guy who loved it, and he loved the piece, and he wanted someone else to have it.
3: All right, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this segment up. And any final thoughts or last minute plugs before you go? And where can all the people find you if they haven't already found you on social media as is?
5: Well, Twitter and Instagram is at the Magnum CK. But more importantly, shop dot AI dot com, baby that's oh, where yeah. you get the tickets that's where you get the weekend passes that's what we're all here for we're trying to pack this building because we want it's not it's not money like listen, like John mentioned this on his show. It's not like oh we're going to have a big house and, and you know go to Vegas afterward. It's not about making money, it's about packing the house and showing the world that these people were important and that we're going to remember them and then they're going to be remembered long past when we are gone too. So that's that's my big message. is Just get there, throw yourself into it like Justin does and have
3: fun. And uh, anybody who was at NXT Ch- chanting Chandler Bacon's name, you should all buy a ticket to this show. <laughs> because yeah. you are all, all needed. So, uh, right. uh, thanks you very, thanks for very much coming on Magnum, and we will see you again or hear from you again in July. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Magnum. Thank you.
1: So, what do you get when you mix Mark Summers, Michael Malley, Stick Stickly, and Doug Funny? That's right, you get the Agrocrag Assassin. Derek Direction and you're listening to Wrestle Chairs
6: Not just an event, not just a night Not just a weekend It is THE weekend JT Lightning, they call it J-Lit and I have been waiting for this invitation for years Because you see, there are two types of people in this universe. There are those who fall at the feet of their dreams, who scratch and claw and tell the whole world how much they want it, only to crumble at the feet of fate. And then there's Magnum CK. You see, I've been rising to the occasion my entire life. I walk up to destiny, look it in the eye, spit in its face, drink every drop from the cup of life, smash it on the ground and demand another one, Jack. Because what's at stake is history! 24 men, 24 athletes, all given the invitation but only one gets to write their name in the stars. It's right in front of you! Can you take it? Are you man enough to take it? Because only one of us will grab that chisel and carve Magnum CK into the chest of history! This is no rehearsal. Curtain up! Go lights!
4: You're on. This is the Bard, the new lead of sports entertainment, professional wrestling, whatever you want to call it. The Prince of Broadway and the leader of the production, Frankie Flynn.
3: And you're listening to wrestling cheers and we're back here on the podcast third part final part you've already been listening to close to an hour and 20 minutes of the show so I could say we're going to try to be quick but that won't happen so we have actually live in studio we have the bone collector Dominic Greeny well thank you for having me Justin how do you you like the shirt I wore it on purpose for today it's perfect for those uh, I'm wearing a Dominic Greeny shirt A uh, Bone Collector shirt,
2: so. Get so. Buy some merch on Friday, please. Yeah. I've got, the, I've only got mediums left of that, sorry, but I've got the uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme ripoff Bloodsport shirt that I did uh, that was WrestleMania exclusive that I still have some of, and uh, of course, as always, Arial Submission shirts, all kinds of 8x10s, uh, trading cards, which are new, um, and then, of course, pins. What about uh, the Arial Monsters one? I, I, yes, yeah, I do have that one still. That one, I think, I have all sizes of still. Okay, so plenty of merch come out, buy up, and let's have some fun.
3: It's it's going to be a fun weekend, and that's something that's been stressed on. I mean, the Chandler episode, this episode, is just it's a it's one of the best weekends of AIW, and I know I've repeated it a lot. But it's like WrestleMania weekend of AIW. Like, granted, Absolution is WrestleMania, but I feel like this is the WrestleMania weekend experience of just coming out and having fun.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like that all-encompassing party, you know, where you get to come out and just hang out with everybody for a couple days. Obviously, you know, three shows within a two-day span, um, you know, a little bit of a change in the format with the tag team tournament uh, Saturday this year so. You know, it's going to be a great time.
3: How how do you feel about that? This, I mean, it being the Chandler Bacon tournament, I know you're obviously not in it, but for someone who was around Bacon for as long as you were.
2: Uh, I think it was, and I talked to Thorne about this, I think it was one of the perfect things to do to honor Chandler. Chandler loved tag team wrestling. And if, you know, if it was his call, it'd be a tag team tournament because he loved tag wrestling. Both double dares are mainly a proponent of Chandler Biggins wanting yeah. to do tournament or wanting to do tag team wrestling. So, um. You know, I know when John was putting together lineups for that, he was hoping to, you know, do Chandler Proud with, with some of the options. As well, I, I think it's uh, – you look at the tournament, there's a lot of school representation there, uh, AIW students. You know, PME, who honestly is a team that Chandler took a liking to the first time he saw them at Mega. Um, that makes total sense. Obviously – There's a great story behind Philly Collins' first (laughs) tag team partner actually being me and not Marino Taneglia. Wow. Yeah, we teamed, uh, we teamed up against a uh, a guy named The Drew who is no longer around and, uh, The Duke. So the Duke and me rivalry goes back pretty much to the start of my career. (laughs) But. You know Chandler saw Philly and he loved Philly from the beginning and saw a lot of charisma on him and they saw Marino as well and you know Chandler loved both of them and you know you've got the four kids uh, from No Consequences that Chandler got to spend some time with and you know even though he razzed the kid like Trey he, he always loved Trey and he loved all those kids so you know there's four so there's six kids right there oh and let's not forget about Gary the King Baller oh He's yeah there, he was there the day Gary the King Baller threw up his calzone so <laughs> you know chandler chandler loved all those kids so you know there's a lot of that uh chandler and carrie awful from the carnies were very good friends like literally talked at 3 a.m many times yeah. carrie and i had a lot of heart-to-heart moments when chandler had passed um just talk on the phone you know like late nights just remembering and stuff um and this will be their first return since his passing yeah this is this is their first turn since his passing um and then of course he loved Jock Samson. <laughs> Come on, Jock Samson is Memphis <laughs> wrestling to Chandler Biggins. And honestly, I, I know that Chandler wasn't super into Mance Warner before he got sick, but I think if he saw where Mance is at now, Manson Warner would be one of Chandler Biggins' favorite wrestlers on the independents right now. Without a with without a shadow of a doubt. Like he is Memphis to a T and he likes all of the kind of uh subgenre wrestling that Chandler liked, the yeah. older WCW stuff, things like that. Um I'm trying to think of other teams, I might be forgetting. Uh, uh, Weird World. Uh, w- uh, come on. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. anybody, anybody that you know was at any of Chandler's services knows the kind of kinship he had with Weird Body, and of course, same with Worldwide. So there's Weird World, and then um, I think he would love what the production has become. As oh they yeah. Are totally what uh, something that I think he had always maybe envisioned for Frankie. And, you know, but he had never gotten the chance to see it out. I know he, yeah. he, he'd love, like, a, a dude like uh, April Eddie only And I know that he would respect, you know, the, the work horsemanship of, like, a Dan Housen. So,
3: yeah. for sure. Have we missed anybody? I don't want to leave anybody. I think anybody that's the whole, the whole tag team tournament field, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right, too. I mean, right now, we did do the preview. And yeah. it's, only, it's only eight teams. so are trying to remember eight teams, everybody. Yeah. Eight teams with a
2: little bit of non-tournament action as well. So,
3: yeah which we don't really oh wait I got the four rookies I am about to say we don't know any of those matches oh, but I'm like yeah. oh yeah the, the rookie four match.
2: rookies uh, I know that Chandler had gotten to, to handle a little bit with Wes Barkley before because Wes Barkley has been at the A.A.W. school for about as long as there are no consequences kids have he yeah. just had a he had a real bad injury uh, kind of in the early beginning set of his training so he's been around the other three don't well Zach Thomas he's, I, I know that Chandler knows of Zach yeah of course you know wrestling before and, and all of those things so you know even he's got connections into that match, so I think it's going to be a you know a great little thing for Chandler to honor his memory.
3: I think right after like Biggins passed, the first thing I one of the first things I thought of I should say not passed but like right around the time of the funeral everything I was like like how are we going to memorialize him and the, the, the having it BJ the weekend a memorial tag team tournament and basically which I haven't heard many people say it's like it's it A.W.'s own Memorial Day like it's it really our in the fact that it's Memorial Day weekend just makes it perfect. It really is. So. Let's get into the third, the final third of this tournament, which, in this bracket, which, like I've, I've mentioned, unfortunately, dumb, you won't be in your bracket, but we will, we will shoot back so you can f- say some things about your opponent and have an arrival also in the same bracket. But we have Colin Delaney and Cheech, Gringo Loco and Laredo Kid, Andrew Everett, Jody Fleisch, and Marty Janetti and Joey Janella. I'm, that has to be the main event of the night. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see, see but that. I don't know. I'm not going to more details. Well, as a fan... That's the only thing. It's like, when we do it with fans, it's like fun to like, throw out our speculation. Oh, but yeah. if you know, it's like, it's like I ain't telling you.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. So. That, that's fine. But uh, I, want, I want you... I want the whole front row to be excited when the main event comes out, so...
3: And, of course, with AIW, card subject change.
2: Yeah, about 120%, that's true.
3: And <laughs> it being jail the Week it was actually, I think... Uh, thorn actually tweeted out the the bracket today
2: Mm -hmm.
3: he was like oh we're doing the bracket game i'm like oh Uh, my let's hope so
2: i mean last year of course we had uh you know jimmy ray fall fall prey to you know travel issues and then uh we lost another big portion of jaylet weekend aka the jaylet hotel so uh we're hoping that thursday we get off scot-free this year because that was you know doubled up on thursday so i'll never forget that hotel situation yeah, neither will I, as I had to sleep in the America's Best Value Inn, a.k.a. the crappiest hotel in Cleveland.
3: I was one of the people that called them up, and uh, it was like a week or so beforehand. I was like, oh, I want to book a book a hotel room for this day. They're like, oh, we're sold out. What? Yeah. Like, I know Jaylet's popular, but <laughs>
2: what? it was another event last year, so I just, you know, it'll all be figured out. <laughs> We got after parties for both nights, so mm-hmm. next night one, night two, Fun House, so. Should which be, is, I think which time. I think is what it was last year. Yeah,
3: or no, that was Mahal's last year. Uh, <gasps> Mahal's, two. Mahal's, that's night right. Two, but. Well, it seems like. Same difference. Well, yeah, Fun House has replaced Mahal's yes. in, in that aspect, but I think what was it instead? I, we got It was one of those things because they, when I called and tried to get a hotel room, they're like, oh, we're sold out, so. I got a hotel room somewhere else. So when everything was going down, they're talking, Everybody was like, "Oh my god! Like we have to find a hotel room. We got to go back to the America's Best." I'm like, "Um, I got a hotel room.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was where it's probably your best move you've ever had in your
3: life." Yeah. Unfortunately, this year you are at my hotel room. I'm not doing a hotel this year. Oh, no, that's not a bad call either. <laughs> yeah. New move and everything, so it's yeah, like I'd rather nope, just stay home. So, like I said, going into the bracket. Colin Delaney versus Cheech. Tag team, former tag team champion, still a tag team far as we know. And this, I mean, could this be the beginning of the end of To Infinity Beyond?
2: I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe the No Consequences kids got their hands on the brackets and, and drew them up this way. Um, because, you know, it seems like, you know, in JLIT, a lot of times, those first round matches, those tag teams go up against each other. And it's, it's a question of who's going to win. Because you look at tag teams and it comes down to... Both these guys know each other's in and ins and outs, so it comes down to who knows the other person better. You know, is Colin? Is Colin going to be able to anticipate what Cheech does? Can Cheech anticipate what Colin does? You know. Yeah. I it- don't know. I don't know. Let's let's not say breakup just yet. Let's see how post match these guys act. And you know, obviously they would have both like to be moving on, but at some point to win Jalep. It's a singles tournament. So they would have to beat each other at some point. So why not just get out of the way in the first round?
3: Yeah, someone's has to move to the next round. Yep. The only time in history, I think, we've only seen one match that's ended in a. a not say a draw was a double count out, oh. and that. Uh, was I whipped the potato. The ref. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was the year that I won the bracket too. It was 2013. I want to say. I'm trying to remember. I, I want to say Whitmer. And Whitmer and Dickinson, maybe? But no, I don't know. I'd have to look that up, and I'm not going to do that right now. But it's happened, but I I don't know. I, f- I figure both of these are great competitors. Yeah. They would want to move on to the next round. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's just the way both those guys are wired.
3: So if you were going to pick between the two?
2: uh, I think Colin's a little more crafty. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say Colin Delaney if, I, if you're forcing me to pick.
3: I'm going to have to agree with you on that one because I feel like Granted, he hasn't been in singles competition for a while, but Colin was a guy that was always hungry for the win, even as a singles competitor. So, him going back to it. I think
2: he had greater singles success as well. So, he knows how to
3: get the job done in a singles environment. So, moving on to the next match. Gringo Loco versus Rado Kid. This is already going to be an insane match. (laughs) Just absolute crazy. It's going to be Loco.
2: Yes. Uh Two of the best luchadors in the world, you know, mixing it up. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, AIW likely, I mean, not likely, is to thank for Gringo Loco kind of making a comeback. You know, he was a big fixture on the Chicago independent scene and then kind of faded away. And then, you know, he came back to prominence in AIW. Yeah. And uh, he, 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 he beat death to come back again. Yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, Gringo Loco, the ace of base, probably one of the best luchador bases in the world for sure. And, of course, Laredo Kid, you know, this is one of the guys that John Thorne and Chandler were super excited to book uh, right around the time when we did the next episode um, show. And, uh, man, I mean, Laredo's been a fixture of the roster ever since.
3: It, it seemed like This is from my point of view I mean I'm not big into Luchador wrestling But Laredo kid Like really seemed to Blow up right after Coming oh. in Maybe not like Right right after But still it was Yeah
2: it was around that time I mean he did He did all the AIW stuff And then Based off of AIW He ended up getting Some more bookings So it was definitely You know I mean AIW has Been a launch pad For a lot of guys So I mean he definitely It helped Laredo out For sure So between these two Who do you have winning Gotta go with the Ace of Base, my man, Gringo Loco, coming out to Mr. Miyagi.
3: Ah, I to have to go with Laredo. I, uh, I've always been entertained by Laredo. And I think the, Fair the, the 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 thing I do love more is the out of the ring stuff that we hear or have heard in in the AIW podcast of you know Little Caesars and uh, his fans and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if if Laredo Kid is going to get lost somewhere, JLo Weekend, I think is another big question.
2: It is. There's a lot of construction going around the Mount Carmel area. There's uh mm-hmm. Cavs game going on Friday night. Maybe, maybe Laredo is who we lose.
3: Yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to wind up with... Because it seems... I mean, obviously, ever since LeBron's come back, we've had a game at least one night. And normally... I want to say it is night one.
2: Is what it always is affected. night one because it's an uphill battle. A two-night tournament is an uphill battle from a promoter's standpoint and, and, you know, John's standpoint for sure, uh-huh. In Chandler's when he was live as well. Night one is hard because a lot of people think that they can skip night one with no consequence and just, no pun intended, by the way. <laughs> That's they, can what skip I was no, they can skip with no consequence, just go to night two, get all the action, see the winner crowned. You know... And it's hard because not everybody's a completist. You know, not everybody needs to see both shows. And then, like, let's say the Cavs are playing. Well, someone might choose to watch the Cavs as opposed to go to j because they can get the j DVD or the VOD. So it, it's an uphill battle for sure. I think last year might have been night two. No, I think- last year was night. I think it was night one last year, but they were they had a road game.
3: I was looking at my Facebook memories I thought it was I had, Someone had said like oh, I know I it's know Night, night 1
2: went, I know Night 1 In 2015 Went up against well, Night 1 in 2015 Went up against The Cavs and Warriors I know that Because There's a great story about Biggins yelling at all the kids To take down some of the extra chairs Because the, the draw wasn't very good Yeah Um So then 2016 Was the year I Tracy And I Don't think they had a game that I don't think they had a game that night. I think that was an off. That was one where they were off. And then last year, I'm almost certain they played the Raptors last year. We played the, the Raptors was either fifteen or sixteen. It might have been sixteen because I'm I might have remembered Josh Alexander being very upset about the Raptors losing. Josh and Johnny was the matchup. Yes. Okay.
3: Because it was kind of ironic. Raptors oh. won, but Gargano won the match. And it was right. It was right around the same time. I think we started the match where. I yelled to Johnny what the score was (laughs) that's great (laughs) and I think there might have been a couple times that like he asked me he's like what's the score I tell him so yeah I know we're we're gonna have that now and that does suck and I
2: Keep. And it works. It works out better. I mean, obviously, by the time this is recorded, the game will have been over. But it works out better if the Cavs win game f- or win game five, and then it's less of a winner go home situation for game six. Like it helps. It would help out. You know, fans would be less on the fence. But if it's a if it's a loser go home, and it's at home, it could be. You know, it could it, it could be a little bit of a tough night for uh, the A W draw. Yeah.
3: So next we have Andrew Everett and Jody Fleisch. And I'm not real familiar with Fleisch. I'd I said that before uh, for the last show that he did, but holy fuck! <laughs> like the what he pulled last last show is just absolutely amazing. Of breaking his leg or whatever exactly it, it yeah. happened, and still performing, still coming up after the show, signing autographs, taking pictures, and yeah. then going to the hospital. That's just so.
2: So Jody. I have I have two things for Jody For one what he did that show it was amazing Because uh, Little known fact I actually had to drive Jody Around the rest of that weekend um, So Saturday We did Powerbomb TV's Live stream um, In Philadelphia okay. And it was very clear Very quickly to me That he was likely Not going to able to wrestle uh, Once I saw his leg Bleeding in a hotel lobby yeah. um, But You know to, to Jody's credit He really didn't have a choice Because he was getting Flown back out of Toronto So We went there And then we drove From Philadelphia To Han- Hamilton for Alpha One and man what a uh, what a trip that was. And you know, Jody was just awesome the whole time and you know, good spirits the whole time and was really upset that he couldn't do the match up to his standards. Um the other thing I have about Jody Fleisch, so I, I use Jody Fleisch to ex- like with an explainer like i use shana baszler shana baszler was a pioneer and an innovator in women's mma and by the time it came for her to be properly recognized she wasn't at the top of her level in mma anymore that she was obviously you know she's found pro wrestling and she's, yeah she's very damn good at that um but jody was one of the innovators on the british independent scene um without jody fleisch will osprey marty Skrull, zach saber jr Guys like that don't exist. No, yeah. half of the independent guys you see from the from the UK do not exist without Jody Flesch. Uh Guys like Jody Fleisch and Johnny Storm, they are the ones that made. British wrestling relevant again. Mm-hmm. Uh, British wrestling before those guys started um, and it kind of set the world on fire. British wrestling was literally just parody WWF shows. Yeah, uh, they would have fake Kane, fake Stone Cold, and it was a parody. Yeah, and then those guys came along and you know they changed the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because for the longest time British wrestling was a big deal, World of Sport, and then when World Sport got canceled, it became a, became a joke. And then those guys started bringing it back to prominence, and obviously now this next generation. Of uh, British independent wrestlers has really risen yeah. stock, and it's amazing to see Jody still able to perform at the level he can. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the stuff he does—the Shooting Star press the 720 DDT. It's just—it's amazing. Um, so that's that's like some background on Jody Fleisch for okay. you. Okay, he was see? also he was also one of the first UK guys to get brought to the US to wrestle independent on the independents. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the glory days of CZW uh, when they used to actually draw people. Um, jody would be was one of the names they brought in he was in best of the best against johnny Kid. uh they would bring him over chikara would bring him over and realistically like i said if it wasn't for the for a guy like him british wrestling would be nothing right now so jody fleisch versus andrew everett yeah andrew everett a late replacement for uh facade who who had an international tour um which awesome for him yeah great for facade um but if we were aw was lucky andrew everett was open that weekend uh TNA tag team champion Andrew Everett or Impact Wrestling whatever you want to call it now Um, and man you can't match two high flying styles together any better than these two guys Um, if the prior Lucha match doesn't get you then what the stuff they do in this match probably will too yeah and
3: if Andrew Everett was a a complete replacement no type of switch ups um, yeah him and Facade and fleisch would have been great too but this but I feel like we got
2: someone who could who really could fill Facade shoes Oh, for sure. For sure. And I, I think this is one of the best matches of night one, for sure. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Especially, I feel like
3: this bracket as a whole is kind of loaded.
2: Yeah, I, realistically, I, I think the bracket, this bottom portion, but also the whole bracket it, itself is something. I think each each bracket, I mean, in, in, you can say what you may but like each bracket kind of has a different feel to it like yeah. the bracket that's got Lewis and I and it's got Guido and it's got Tom and it's got Tracy that feels like a like a kind of like you know chain wrestling kind of style of bracket whereas then you know your Matt Justice and Ethan Page bracket along with Gangrel and Donst you know that bracket has kind of got a sports entertainment feel to it yeah and then you know the bottom side of the bracket of course is your Flyers bracket so it's it's like it's kind of like each each portion of the bracket has a feel to it I never
3: noticed this till I was recording the intro, and I wanted to double-check the, the AIW email. The fact that on your graphics, it says Lewis Linden versus Frankie Flynn. Uh,
2: they they got a new one. The email was wrong when they released the actual card itself, like the matching graphic itself on Twitter. It's proper, but I don't know how they messed that up. Yeah, I think I got that. I got that. Derek Derek Direction sent that to me laughing. I, I didn't notice it until like i
3: said doing the intro because i think i got the graphic that i put on wrestling cheers facebook page i think i got that when the original graphic was released and i never noticed it
2: yeah no it's uh it is not frankie flynn taking on lewis (laughs) linton it'll be me frankie's not playing double duty i think
3: it's one of the things because the match that was announced right before that was frankie's match
2: yeah i think that's probably just uh graphics or graphics department you know got a little mixed up yeah so then we have uh, a rematch of sorts. Marty, it's the rematch of the year.
3: Marty Janetti versus Joey Janella. We never picked winners on the last match, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, good call. Uh, what do you got? Joey Fleisch. Joey Fleisch? I'll go Everett. Okay. I'll really go Everett. Just mix it up a little bit. So then we do have the rematch. Joey Janella versus Marty Janetti. This, uh, the way... <laughs> The way that I described uh, people, I think when we were talking about uh, when I was talking with Kick Out It too, is like the first person announced for that was Gangrel, the last person was Marty Gennetti. Yeah, That's that was that was done fucking purposely. amazing.
2: That's, that was done very purposely. Yeah, I can
3: tell you that. Well, of of course, I think it's because what. I've always heard like you you start big and
2: end big, yeah. And then it's like the filling is mm-hmm. can go whatever way you want. Yeah, and obviously you know there's with 24 spots that fill. You want to start big and big, throw mm-hmm. a couple of surprises in the middle. Yeah, and then you know obviously out of those 24 guys in the first round or guys or girls or little people, um or monkeys, monkeys. How dare I forget? You know, however that is, you know, however you fill that that bracket out, you know, there's probably going to be about ten. 10 AEW regulars in there no matter what. Yeah. And then you've kind of got some fantasy guys, and you know that's one of the cool things about having a 24-man tournament or 24-individual tournament is that if you have a 24-individual tournament, there's so many options. Yeah. And it allows you to bring a guy like Marty Gennetti in.
3: It, it was a way to end, and I think this was – as soon as he was announced, everybody wanted to see Marty Gennetti, jo- Joey Janela, so. Part 2. D- Part 2. D- to get that one more time. i never seen the original, but – I could only imagine. It's a
2: spectacle, yeah. and it'll likely be a spectacle come Friday night.
3: <laughs> I'm hoping it's the main event, but... We'll see. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to tell me. Between Marty Jannetty and Joey Janela... Bad boy for life. Bad boy. I I can't deny Janella. I mean, he is the still the intense champion. He is. Reigning, so,
2: defending, as Bruce Buffer would say.
3: So, I would figure he has what it takes to move on, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him in... Second okay. half.
2: I'm going, I'm going Janela. Not on that one.
3: Let's uh, take a quick second to talk about your match and actually your bracket as a whole. Okay. Because you have... We're not going to get into like the, the match breakdown and everything. But you have your match versus Lewis Linden. And also, like I said, in that same bracket, you have Frankie Flynn versus uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. We could very well see in the second round
2: you two in the ring again i mean we'll see you back in february he, he broke his arm on my head uh last month i happened to give him a swirly and then throw him halfway across the ring he then busted me open with the steel plate in his arm so obviously you know where tom and i always think that we're done fighting each other maybe it's one of those that's just never going to end and yet again jail it. we get the chance possibly again but, you know, before I talk about Tom, obviously, Lewis Linden yeah. is one of the best guys in AIW, and he's mm-hmm. been there since the day I stepped foot in the AIW training school. So my focus is on the captain of the ship first and foremost.
3: Because you are a big match, Tom. Uh, you guys want to <laughs> call me that.
2: <laughs> Fine. Uh, I mean, I love John Cena, so any, any comparison I can draw to the, to the biggest wrestling draw in history, I'll take it. And I will fight that to the grave, that John Cena's had a longer run on top than anybody else. So in my book, he is the biggest draw in wrestling history. Right. But no, any comparison to Cena, I'll take. And um, Overall, but Lewis Linden is, has kind of been the heart and soul of AIW since I've yeah. been around. He really has. The captain of the ship thing, as it's kind of turned into the pirate thing for, obvious, for the reasons that it has, um... It wasn't that wasn't what the captain of the ship meant at first, and it still in my mind isn't. He's the captain of the Abu ship. He's what keeps it sailing. He's what keeps it moving. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, you know, if there was ever a day where Lewis wasn't there. I would hope that I would be one of those guys that would be the captain of the ship. You know, in his absence, to yeah. keep the to keep the ship moving, keep it in the right direction. Um, I know Thorne said it on just about any podcast and any, every podcast, the fact that Lewis Linden isn't everywhere is, is is criminal. Lewis Linden can wrestle any style, and he might be one of the most underrated wrestlers on the independents today. And he doesn't seem to wrestle many places. No, and that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just not lack of chances or, or what, but I mean, Lewis Linden is, is one of the best, like I said, one of the best workers I've seen. And obviously, I, I do a lot of traveling, mm-hmm. and I keep a very busy schedule, and, and Lewis deserves more chances than he gets, for sure. Like... Lewis gets spotlight in AIW And sometimes I feel like that's the only spotlight he gets And you know what, to be honest It's a damn shame because a guy as good as Lewis Linden Should be everywhere Yeah, and I think he's a guy that I've, I've heard Very rarely little bad about No, just a, just a great human being So he, he checks that marker off Pretty, pretty highly as well I mean, and obviously it's it's kind of a battle of, you know, my varied submission game versus his Dragon Sleeper. Um, and we'll come down Friday and we'll just see the better man's going to win on Friday, you know? Yeah.
3: So the only match of this weekend that's been announced that we have yet to speak about, mainly because I forgot, because I was doing more of the bracket stuff, but we have the only day to a match for j officially that's the, I believe this is a championship match. It is. Nick Gage versus Cole Kamana for the AIW Absolute Championship.
2: One of Nick Gage's last tests before a possible absolution date with Gauntlet for the Gold Winner Tracy Williams, mm-hmm. um, and you know what? Spared no expense, and Cole Cabana, one of the best independent wrestlers, uh, quite possibly of all time, mm-hmm. uh, versus Cole or versus Nick Gage. a first time ever match, which is you know kind of crazy in its own right. Mm-hmm. That both these guys have been around since like 1999, and they've somehow haven't wrestled. So it's going to be interesting. You know, obviously Nick Gage, all business, all serious, M.D.K. Eastern Bloc Hate Club, gang affiliated versus Cole Cabana who is kind of about the hahas, has but Cole Cabana when he, when he needs to go can go and you know you look back at those 06 that 5 06 homicide feud in Ring of Honor obviously he knows how to channel a dark place so I, I'm real curious to see this match
3: he had a match recently in AEW that I think was supposed to be more more serious than HaHa. I'm trying to remember what it was off the top of my head it wasn't MJF <laughs>
2: no it was not MJF it father was father and son back in the same building again That's oh right. god
3: Get Grandpapa Hales in too to complete okay. the family tree. Yeah,
2: right. Um, I'm, I think it was probably that homicide match he had back at jaillet two years ago. That could that could be it. Yeah, I think I think that w- it was that because I remember Cabana
3: actually talking about how he was trying to be a little bit more serious for the match like maybe it started
2: a little comedy but i'm almost certain it's homicide But almost everything he's done kind of post that has been has been less serious the bunkhouse bucks of the world or i'm sorry bunkhouse kaplan bunkhouse kaplan that's the big question we can does kaplan show up like we don't know i i have not checked i have not looked uh at any social media tags does kaplan show up
3: my biggest hope is somewhere in day two Teaming with Don, that's all I want to see. Safe, team safety first, huh? And then maybe get Rex Brody in there. That's oh, my that's okay. that's my my dream trios.
2: We'll see. I have my safety vest sitting behind you, oh, so perfect. so there you go. Well, we will see, but yeah, no, Nick Nick and Colt will be a very interesting match. Uh, just like I said, because of these two kind of guys with the most pedigreed uh, indie careers at this point right now. Yeah.
3: So and I think with Gage too, he. He's a guy that's also shown that he could. He's more than what he's known for. Like, yeah, he can do death matches. Yeah, he he can actually do wrestling, uh, that people weren't expecting him to do. But I'm wondering if we could get a see a little bit of. I want to see a little bit of comedy from him, but obviously, see a little bit of seriousness. See how see how they can blend.
2: We'll see how they play off of each other. You know, we'll see how the two styles play for sure.
3: All right, that is that's that's pretty much Jaylit Weekend in a nutshell. But before we go. I do want to ask you, just much like everybody else who's been on this past few shows, is your thoughts and feelings on this weekend as a whole being you know, J-Lit and Chandler Biggs Memorial Tag Team Tournament and the people that were memorializing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to I really never got the chance to meet JT. I've always heard of JT, mm-hmm. um, and I've always, you know, remember Cleveland Opera stuff when I was younger and reading you know, PWIs and stuff. So I, I can't really speak on JT. I just know that without JT what we have today wouldn't be here so anything to honor jt in his memory is is more than something that i'm proud to be a part of um for chandler um it's tough um for sure it's pretty much a little under a year over his passing um we're almost to a year which it doesn't seem like that it seems like it's been so much longer yeah um and man to be honest with you chandler was like uh I always assimilated Chandler to be like an uncle Mm -hmm. like I have a I have a good relationship with my father so like I I don't need a like a second father figure in my life um but Chandler was like a strong uncle figure to me and uh he was someone I leaned on and uh a story that doesn't really get told much is uh one day I got a phone call while I was at training that I had to take and it was uh it was my sister and she's co-signed on one of my student loans at the time I was having a a very difficult time paying my student loans um, because I just got a new job and He saw that I was outside for about 20 minutes and he pulled me aside and he said, hey, is everything okay? You know, and I just told him and he said, hey, uh, don't worry about training dues for the next couple months. Get your finances in order. He's like, and then we'll we'll catch up after. And that was the kind of person that Chandler was. Chandler was just the biggest hearted guy in the world. Mm -hmm. He wanted to help you out. And man, guy, just one of the guys that lit lit up a room when he came in. And um, it was one of those things that when I found out that Chandler had passed, it devastated me. I didn't cry that night. Um, I cried at the funeral, of course. And then there were, there's there been two other times where I cried. And I've been when I thought about Chandler. One was, the day after the funeral, I was at the Dynamite Cup. And I saw that Joe Sposto I had a commentator put a banner up that said, it's a along the lines of... Uh, we miss you, Biggins, or something along those lines. And I hadn't seen it when I came out, and it wasn't until I was leaving the building that I saw it. Mm-hmm. I broke down at that point, and it was weird because I was actually riding back with Joe that night. Um, and the second time was last year at Scenic City Invitational. I wore my Chandler Biggins shirt um, underneath my geese hop for the picture, and when I came out, and mm-hmm. Rex Tycoon from Twitter was surprisingly wearing the same shirt, and we and we like we like grabbed hands and we kind of hugged. And the moment didn't hit me there, but on Monday night when I got home from Chattanooga, I was like, lay- I was literally sitting on my steps finishing laundry and I rolled through a picture of that and I just started crying. Yeah. So, um, every day I miss Chandler and I'm, I'm sad that Chandler can't see. The success of these No Consequences kids are having early in their career. I'm sad that he can't see the success Britt Baker's having. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm sad that he can't see the success that Frankie Flynn is having. I'm sad that he can't see the way that Derek Direction went from somebody who was afraid to talk to Chandler to somebody that is highly ingrained in AIW. I'm upset that he can't see Magnum CK make that AIW debut and be as popular as he already is with the crowd. I'm upset that he can't see Ethan Page in Japan. I'm upset that he can't see me doing all that I'm doing. I'm upset that he can't see everybody's successes. But I also know that he's watching all of us from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. He's proud of all of his kids because we were his kids. And I know that Chandler is proud of all of us in our own ways. And I know that he's always looking out for us. I always know that no matter what, even if there's nobody in the seats, there's always one person watching when I wrestle. And I know it's him for sure. So I always take solace in that, and I, I take solace in the fact that this weekend, you know, we're gonna honor him because he loved Jaylit, and you know, he was also the only person that wouldn't stay at the Jaylit hotel because he would <laughs> he would go to the he would go to all the after parties, he would do all the crazy stuff, and it'd be like four a.m. I heard, and he would go back home and go to sleep, and then come back the next day yeah. because that's just Chandler. He didn't like sleeping in the hotels, so. I think that he'd be happy to see the Weird World show up to every training session before the tournament in his name. (laughs) Um, And I think he'll be extremely happy watching from upstairs uh, as the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Tournament goes down on Saturday.
3: There's been, I know, three times, I mean, twice in my history with Biggins, I mean, obviously post, uh, where... I couldn't wait to start a bit this or to start to be a part of the Biggins chant cuz I know much like you like I didn't really know much about JT. So when we do the, the JT lightning chant I'm not going to say that it doesn't mean as much cuz I think I feel somewhat similar to you of you know obviously if it wasn't for JT all this that we have now wouldn't wouldn't be here. So I I partake in the JT lightning chant because I know he helped pave the road that I'm enjoying. But with Biggins i knew it's like i get i now he means something to me he was a guy that felt like either were the words that we shared or times that he'd he'd hook me up with information or or whatever it was and when we did the chandler biggins chant at absolution Mm -hmm. and i remember going into nxt i was like i'm doing a chandler Biggins chant somewhere tonight yeah and soon as Obviously, Johnny puts the focus on everybody in the the balcony with the A.W. and I'm like, this is it. And then Dave the Potato ruined it.
0: (sighs) Fucking potato.
3: Can we get
2: to the point where we just don't mention that? Because I I know we all think it. We all think it. I I refused to shake the potato's hand for the next two weeks when I saw him for that. I said, way to ruin a great moment, not only for Johnny, but everybody else. Yeah, that...
3: I think Potato listens from time to time. He does. So, so if you're listening, Dave, I'm still mad at you. Yeah, I, at first I didn't think it was him. Then someone's like, oh no, that was him yelling. I'm like, oh no,
2: really? It, it was. It was. I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, your car sales go down this week if that's the case. <laughs>
3: or at least buy yourself a
2: new car. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All
3: right. Um,. That's pretty much a wrap on the weekend. Please. Well, one
2: thing Are, I think I can do for you, too, real quick is obviously with my position at the kind of AW Training Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can kind of give you a little bit of background on the four individuals that will be debuting, if you would like.
3: I think we got a little debuting. bit from Weird Body on that episode. Oh, come on. Weird Body's barely there We're on those, dates, those
2: oh, days. Oh, no, okay. no no offense. Weird Body won't come the they, he, they're a separate class still. Those guys are still in the beginner's class. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he knows Wes Barkley super well, but mm-hmm. um, I'll just give you a quick synopsis of, like, kind of all four guys. Uh, okay. We'll start off with TKD. TKD kind of takes after, like, a uh, Mike Bailey type, uh, legitimate Taekwondo black belt, looking to kind of bring that karate style into, uh, you know, the ring on Saturday. Um,
3: I'm just waiting to see you two in the ring now.
2: Uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe in, in due time. Um, Ryder Reed is kind of a dark character. Um, He's going to be trying to teach people how to embrace their inner evil. Yeah, he's the only one that I know
3: absolutely nothing about.
2: Yeah. uh, So I know he's got some Facebook fan pages and stuff that's got some promo videos that will give you a little bit more background on him. Um, Then, of course, Zach Thomas, uh, recently renamed from Silas Morgan. Uh, You might have seen him at some shows around Mega, things like that. Um... He is just kind of a brooding powerhouse The man at war Um Gonna be looking to bring war To all three of those Other guys in the match And then uh The one that probably Everybody knows W.E.S. Wes Barkley Uh Former A I W Podcast Uh Guest Um You've probably seen him Uh Doing any kind of Crazy odd job Around the A I W Uh Venue on Friday nights Sometimes bartending Uh Sometimes running those Mean greet lines But uh Mm -hmm. If you don't know, his father, very famous rodeo clown, who is one of the most profitable rodeo clowns of all time, uh, went from the rodeo to rodeo and uh, funded Wes's way through the ARW Wrestling Academy. So, uh, old Wesley Presley going to try to put on those blue suede shoes on Saturday and dance his way to the W.
3: See, that was something that Weird Body did not tell us. Oh, yeah. And... I would figure with Weird Body's background, that was something he would have known. Yeah,
2: weirdbody, Weird Body. Weird Body how at the Carney Says they're not real Carney, Says he was a real Carney. Well,
3: oh, even Jock too. Jock uh, called them called him out on that.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Come Saturday.
3: It's it's always fun too with the being the the weekend for the most part where we have these these training matches and get to introduce them because it. It's it's that thing of coming to the shows and you see these people doing the odd jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember seeing, you know, Eddie Only and a bunch of others. Uh, I think PB Smooth, too, because I remember seeing Is him. The best security guard you ever had? Yeah. I remember hearing a lot about him after seeing him so much, and then, like, uh, Biggins of all people, he was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." He's debuting next, the guy that always does it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, Enzo was really big at the time because every time he talked about PB Smooth, he said he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Yep. So, yep. oh god. So okay, that will wrap it for the weekend. Sounds good. The weekend as a whole. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go where people can find you and all that kind Um, of other shit?
2: Twitter and Instagram at dgreenybc. Otherwise, no real other plugs per se. Um, I mean, I guess I could give you guys kind of like a, a quick schedule. um Maybe I'll, I'll spoil any date that you guys don't know of just yet, but... Um, let's see. Next Friday, I'll be at Colossal Con for Mega Championship Wrestling, cosplaying in some way, shape, or form. Um, Saturday, UXWA back in Brooklyn, Ohio, defending the UXWA title against Trey Lamar. Um, the weekend after that, I will be at Nova Pro's Commonwealth Cup taking on Eddie Kingston first round. Um, day two, hopefully, with the W. I'm uh, moving on to bigger and better things. And then, actually... The tenth I will be defending my subgrap's Bone Storm title against Mance Warner. Uh Friends of the Show kick out a two Jesse. Um I know Friends you... of the Show too. Yep they're, yep, they're Friends of the Show. So yeah. give
3: them a quick plug here. And um, also too, I the thing that I do love about Powerbomb is the fact that the two promotions you just mentioned, I can follow up on more because knowing two of the people behind each, at least well, one each. Yeah. Um Oh, what's his name from Nova Pro Mike Mike yeah, yeah you know cool. cause like he it's been all with him he used, to, he used to come up to JLITS yep mm-hmm. and yeah, he, that's where
2: I first met him he wants to yeah he wants to make a return he told me at the last Nova Pro show he needs to make a return to AEW soon uh, so I have those two and then the week after that I'll be at PWCS based out of Alton, Illinois kind of St. Louis area uh, the week after that, then I will be back, uh, guarding my good friend Stokely Hathaway at Evolve okay. Wrestling, um, in New York and Boston. Um, but I'm gonna give another plug for that weekend too. If you're not interested in Evolve, uh, go out to Lafayette, Indiana, check out the Dynamite Cup. Uh, AW trainee, um, Chase, L- or Chase Oliver will be in the tournament, um, as well. Just a great cause as, uh, all the money is a complete benefit to foster kids. Okay. Um, so it helps that out. And then, um, I'll, I'll drop an, a- an a- a w date on you guys that you guys might not know about, um, if Thorne gets mad at me. So it'll be, a, uh, 622, we'll be making our return to Men on the Lake. Okay. Uh, in Music Links. So that will be a full weekend for me. And, uh, from there, from that point, I think that's all I'll plug is no one's gonna follow me past the door, so. <laughs> so, but yeah, 622, uh, Music Links. Be ready, guys. Uh, I've seen some prelims on that card and a lot of fan favorites on that one
3: we're we're definitely looking forward to it and before we go since I don't want to take the time to edit because this is going to have to try to be up within the next hour and a half after this right now. So that's how quick that I go. So I'm going to end this show. Of course, you can follow myself at heavyset 330. You can find the show at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose to dire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. You can find all our merch at whatamaneuver.net. And please, wherever you're listening to this, Rate, review, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean. WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. And And I actually forgot to do this on the last episode. Apologize to everybody here. But check out all the other shows on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, What's on Fight, Old School at the Movies, and Chill on the 450 Podcast. And then... Check out all our podcast friends, such as the Chris Clems Cavs Cast, WingCast, a Wingman podcast with Steve Guy, Let the Hate Flow Through You with Jeremy Shear and El Hordano Diablo, Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling, Thirst Jobber, Rebel Life Media, NEO Sports Insiders, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, that's Boy Designs, and of course, we're on the Trending Topics Network, you already should know that. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name even if you like collecting bones for a living. <laughs> Later.
6: Making your way in the world today takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries sure will help a lot What oh, do
3: Get away. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody
6: knows your name, and all like you can the You're everybody knows your Now, I'm not here for the job, yeah,